Hello, I'm John, the executive producer here at Final Show Films. I got a few notes for you before the show. First, I want to thank you all for watching. We couldn't do what we do or the amount of things that we do without the support of you, the viewer. If you want to support us financially, which we always appreciate, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, where you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us continue this and all the things that we do. I want to give a special shout out to our $25 supporters, Antitonic, Cat Waterflame, and Samantha Bates. Uh, second, I want to let you all know that we here at Final Show Films are planning a little get-together up at Gen Con this year. That's August 2nd through 5th up at Indianapolis. We're going to be up there sort of hanging out, enjoying the con, spending time together. And if any of you guys want to come up and say hi, please feel free. We don't bite unless you want us to. And if you enjoy whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to, be sure to check out our website at finalshowfilms.com where you can find links to all of our other content, both podcast and video. And be sure to follow me at John A. Bates on Twitter for more updates on all of the content we're creating in the future. In the meantime, thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoy. That's all he is, and we are live. Hi, I'm um, William, and I am the dungeon master for, for this Warcraft RPG campaign of Storm, Earth, and Fire. And I mean, it was the easy name. <laughs> Sometimes the correct name is the easy name. You mean the easy name is the correct name? These are not well. If the correct explicit. name is the easy name, then the easy name is the correct name. Yeah, well, that was easy. These are, these are true facts. When last we left off, yeah, when last we left off, uh, well, first off, actually, first off? we're going to introduce our player characters, starting with John. Oh, I am John, and I'm playing Garrick Cloudspeaker, Orc Shaman of the Horde. And Holly? I'm Holly, and I'm playing Shiana Flamecarver, uh, the rogue thing. I have a reflex rogue save thing. Rogue thing. Yeah. She has one arm. Three pebbles and got to do a rogue thing. What does it feel like? Plus <laughs> one. Uh, and Austin? Hi! I'm playing a troll. That's what is the troll's name? He's a troll. Jean de <laughs> Austin, there are people that listen to this in audio format, and it helps if they know who the fuck you are. <laughs> My character never refers to himself or identifies by his name. But we so, do. Austin is playing Jangatal Wildwalker, the troll troll. He's also a cannibal. <laughs> Again, the troll troll. And Stan? Playing Josh, the uh, goblin tinker. And Zachary. I'm Zach, and I'm playing Leaf Ironmender, half-human priest of the Holy Light. And also in Bison. <laughs> in Bison. Right. Sorry. I completely forgot about that. Oh, thing. and if you're watching this live, in a couple of days, uh, <laughs> Twitch TV is going to have uh, all the episodes of Doctor Who streaming for about seven weeks. Oh, yeah. All, all the old stuff, I guess. All that they have yeah. access to. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, yes. no, it goes from... And from, Rudy, you were also a little... Uh, can we adjust this camera? Oh, oh, all the, all the original. Cutting Rudy a little bit. There we go. Yay! All the stuff that wasn't literally burned down beyond Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. Oh, yeah. 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 Breaker, Whisper, they've got some of that. Turin, right. Turin, yeah. uh, Rune Master. All right. And when last we left our group, they had just been reunited in the in the fort of Crossroads, <laughs> in the northern end of the Barrens. 
from the group had done a little bit of traveling to try and get there, learning a little bit more about how the world has been changed in the wake of the cataclysmic events of a few days ago. Uh, setting out with a map to update as they come along new features of the landscape. Uh, they eventually made their way to Crossroads where they encountered their missing companion, Garrick Clanrender. Cloudspeaker. Cloudspeaker. Sorry, that was the other that was the other name. Garrick Cloudspeaker. Um, and shortly after reunion with him, uh, ended up the the city of the crossroads was un- became under attack by the alliance. Uh, became under attack. Became under attack. <laughs> passive attack. voice. Um, the most, it was the most passive attack. <laughs> really, just we are here and we are attacked. Um, after repelling the assault from uh, the alliance forces, who seem to be largely consisting of Theramore and Stormwind soldiers. Uh, with a number of dwarven assistants. Um, the group looted the bodies, and I believe we left off with all of you in the middle of conversation at, in the aftermath of the battle. Yes, I'm explaining what happened to me. So, so well, I was going to do that, and you guys were going to explain what happened while I was gone. It's a trade of information mm-hmm. as well. Making sure everyone knows what's happening. So, after the flood came, it washed me away a great distance. I woke in a cavern near Tarajo? Camp Tarajo. Camp Tarajo. Camp Tarajo. Chevy Tarajo. Um, <laughs> near Camp Tarajo, which had been on, which had been attacked by. Forces dressed in alliance colors, though led by a man in black obsidian armor, wielding a sword of flame. This man, strong enough to lift a tauren in one hand. Would my alliance background tell me any more about this individual? Um. No. But do you have history? Not history, no. Then no. Not yet. Seemingly human, though, dressed armored head to toe in this. Having seen this, I rode from there to Crossroads to spread word and get back to Razor Hill in order to inform them of what has become. Though, I see that the Alliance forces managed to get here shortly after I arrived. Though I did not see that armored individual on the field. I do not know if this is the same forces that attacked Tarajo or not. I imagine the battle would not have gone nearly as well if he was here. Unlikely. There is, uh, there was a warlock out by Camp Tarajo, a human hermit living on his own. Apparently, Apparently the Twilight Hammer are active in the area. You may not know. Do I have any idea what that is? You may not know the Twilight Hammer. <laughs> um, if you have knowledge local or military, you know that. You would need either knowledge military or history, or do you have religion? Religion? Yeah. 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 You can roll religion. Twenty-two. Did I, did I make a religion roll? No, you had a you had a history thing or like 
I think you just knew who they were. Yeah. I mean, I I, I just know I know they're active. Can I make a, can I make a religion roll to see what else I know about them? Sure. I know I know I know who they were because I was active in the Second War. Or I, was, I was born shortly after the Second War. Uh, that's that's a, that's a twelve. Okay. Well, it's a nine. Yeah. So the two of you you know of the Twilight's Hammer just by reputation and name, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, you know that the Twilight's Hammer was the Twilight's Hammer clan in the Second War was highly active and consisted of a large number of ogres. In fact, it was the only orc clan that had an ogre for a leader. Uh, the ogre Chogal um, was the leader of the Twilight's Hammer, uh, who was a powerful ogre mage who worked in the Shadow Council underneath Gul'dan, the orc known to have basically betrayed the orcish race to demons that led to their long enslavement. Um... <clears throat> Uh, the Twilight's Hammer was thought to have been wiped out with the forming of the New Horde and, and the end of the Second and Third War, but there are constantly rumors that occasional people who still call, who still cling to that banner occasionally pop up every now and then, and it, it no longer seems to be a clan of any real respect. It doesn't just include orcs. It doesn't just include ogres. There are also members of human races and various other races that call themselves the Twilight's Hammer. It's more of a cult than a clan now. Okay. You know very similarly that the, the Twilight's Hammer, as far as you know, is a cult that has popped up all across the world. It has agents everywhere. They're a difficult organization to stamp out. They tend to appear in locations of distress, uh, usually looking for recruits with their promises of power and safety um, in, in exchange for loyalty and work toward dark rituals. No one knows exactly who is leading them. No one knows what their ultimate goal is, but they seem to be a constant force of uh, coercion and cult tactics that appears where one finds people in distress or people who are um, in desperation when when someone has no one else to turn to the Twilight's hammer shows up often to offer them membership in exchange for assistance right this human was apparently hunting and found me in the floodwaters at the time so, I need to, we need to get this information back to Razor Hill, but before that, please tell me what has happened in my absence. Well, the, the, the Iron Fang showed up after, yes, he, yeah. Well, in the wake of much of the destruction, uh, wandering group, the Iron Fang, showed up at Razor Hill, offered us help. They helped us uh, get on our feet. We were, it seemed, a little better off than many other places were. We were sent off to scout around and see what the nature of this little apocalypse has been for other areas. Um, We've got an updated map of how some of the geography has changed, but we eventually found uh, High Watch, was it? The Far Watch Post. Far Watch. Watch. I keep saying High Watch. <clears throat> we found uh, Far Watch Post uh, 
in a ruined state. And I'm curious, do you know anything about this? I show the axe that we oh. found there. I mean, I assume I instantly recognize the symbol. Oh, you know the symbol of the burning blade very well. This is an axe of the burning blade. I cast identify on it. It's a plain basic axe. It's just a it's a, it's a masterwork axe. Plus one to hit. Yeah. Better than my sword. Um, it's a battle axe, though. It's not a great axe. Yeah. D8 damage, but plus one to hit. It's a well-crafted weapon of the burning blade. Do I recognize its wielder? Um, Would I recognize its wielder? Roll me military knowledge. I don't have that. Do you have, what do you have? Knowledge is nature of the plains, religion, arcana. Uh, you would not know. No. Okay. I can, yeah. All right. I am unfamiliar with its wielder, but. Oh. What, would what like name did that guy say? Was, uh, oh. The name you were given was Mancrick. Mancrick. M A N K R I K. So I just mentioned the name that we don't heard. Man nope. You don't no. know. I am unfamiliar. The name is familiar from the ranks of the Burning Blade, but you don't know the man or any of his deeds. I trained under Somero on the Burning Blade, but <laughs> I like you, you know the name yeah. as a member of the Burning Blade, but you don't know anything about the member himself. I, I've heard the name before. That is all I know. He's apparently a man filled with hate. As much of the Burning Blade were. He carries quite a reputation, it would seem. We found this axe embedded through a quill bore and <clears throat> into the wall. We assume and that that's what happened to Farwatch Post. We found quill bore tracks leading to it and some leading away from it to the farming to the farming areas nearby. We tracked them up there, but they were able to repel what little was left of the force. Do I know why a member of the Burning Blade would leave his axe embedded in a wall? Uh, probably did. General, generally speaking, um, there's something more important than retrieving your weapon going on. Yeah. Uh, usually, usually Burning Blade members carry more than one weapon, although they have a signature. They yeah. would never leave their signature weapon behind. You know, not likely his signature weapon. No. Well, the burning members of the Burning Blade while they pride themselves on their skill with a particular weapon, tend to have more than one on them. If this was left behind, it was not his signature weapon. He obviously didn't. He obviously was preoccupied with something else. He very well may could have been chasing off, or chasing after the billboards. How many bodies did you find? Just the one. Weren't there two? There was the one quillbore. The there was the one quillbore in the bunker, and then there was one outside of it, wasn't there? Uh, no, no. You, you found you found drag marks of bodies that had been carried away. Mm, yeah, um, but no other bodies. So everything was carted off except that one body. Do I know what quillbores do with prisoners? Eat them. Eat them. Yeah. So that's most likely. He may have gone after the quillbores to rescue any who were taken prisoner. Hmm. Did you get a direction? I plot show on the map sure. yeah, a large a large <laughs> number of the forces that went to high that went to far watch seem to have retreated to these right mountains right around there there on the border yeah. of Duratar and the Barrens how far away would that be from us uh, it'd be south of far watch so you'd be heading probably Razor Hill or, or crossroads back to far watch uh, probably about uh, 20 hours of travel. Let the commander here know 
if there are people, if, if there are people, if our people are still alive in the hands of the Quibbles, we should do something. Uh, was something like sixteen. How many days ago was it? I mean, was that it's, been, it's ago? been three or four days. Yeah. I thought that was no. That was, that was the fourth March, but it was. Like, it's twenty. It's twenty hours of uh, travel from Far Watch to Crossroads. Okay, I thought yeah. we did a force march on one of those days. Though. Yeah, yeah, we that did. Only got you yeah, on the very end. That was four that, hours. That's, that's just, we cut okay. off four hours. It was the last four hours of getting <clears throat> crossroads, and that's why we had the exhaustion penalties. That's why you guys had the exhaustion penalties. It's why we don't have them. Yes. <laughs> the, the two people that failed the roll, yes. Hmm. Is there anything else that happened? There's a dragon. Truly. Deathwing, have you heard the name? Am I rolling? Uh, just general intelligence check. It's hard to miss this. Uh, sure, I don't get like nature or planes or religion. Nope. Five. <laughs> you know the name. You know the name Deathwing is associated with a dragon that was active during the Second War. It provided assistance. No, the first. No, the Second War. Yeah, yeah uh, first and second. First and second war. Uh, provided assistance to the orcs, uh, particularly one Necro Skullcrusher and his conquest of the Red Dragon Flight to use as dragon mounts for the Horde during the Second War. Uh, He disappeared sometime during the end of the Second War, though, and that's all that you know about him. I'm familiar with the name. Only so much as it was a historical figure within the First and Second War our people had with the humans. Well, it's rather hard to miss a it's massive magma dragon laying waste to the land. We'll explain a great many things. He came in shortly after the flood did. Well done. I will, I'll detail all the changes in the terrain that I found on um, my way to Crossroads mm, from where I yeah. was for the map. Updating maps. Please update it. I'll go speak with the commander of Crossroads and let him know about the Quillboard situation. We... We need to, I at least, need to get a message back to Razor Hill. It's also worth noting it's like midnight. Yeah. Yeah. You guys just finished the the battle. Rest. I'll be joining you shortly. And I'm going to go find the commander. What's his name? Uh, Thorpe. Yes, Thorpe. That's it. Thorpe. 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 Like an orcish Thor. Yes, Thork. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. I mean, he might have a hammer. No, he has a great sword. <laughs> he might have luxurious blonde hair. No, he's red. He might have lightning powers. No, he's a warrior. Oh, so nothing like it. Uh, Just like we said. <laughs> Although mythological Thor did have red hair, not blonde hair. This is true. <laughs> Aside, aside from all those facts, he's just like Thor. <laughs> I will hold we don't on. Know Thor anyway. unless, unless someone else like desperately so wants to power wield, over oak trees. Unless someone else desperately wants sure. to wield the battle axe, I'll Excellent. take it. Just for now. Can can uh, Brick use no. it or not? Brick uses don't use oh, them. Oh no, don't. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So they they can use some weapons, but they don't need weapons. to. Yeah. yeah, you're the only one that can use it, I think, besides if we could train the troll. <laughs> I mean, you all could use it, but I don't think... Isn't it a martial weapon? It does. Is it martial? No. It's martial. Uh, yeah, martial. Yeah, martial. yeah, it is martial. Do you have martial yeah. proficiencies? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. yeah. So you could theoretically use it. 
It's also it's a masterwork weapon, so it's not magical. So rock fire weapon still applies to it, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, yes, but the plus one to hit. Or does it give a plus one? Yeah, it gives a plus one to hit. Yeah, no stack. It does, yeah, that doesn't stack because it's yeah. an enhancement bonus. Yeah. But the size increase the damage does. Yeah. So it'd be two d eight rather than one d eight. No. It'd be three d six. Three d six. So not as good as my great sword, but if I lose my great sword, I've got it back. <laughs> yeah. Also, also if I'm you intending need, to if give you it need to hit somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, well, because rock fire weapon gives a plus one to attack and damage. Oh, so maybe if you have time to use your rock fire weapon up. Yeah, that's that's the that's a fair point. Anyways, I'm going to find Thor. He's sort of rounding up uh, the remains of this battle and is helping to um, get the wounded back inside the palisades. Commander. Yes. I've uh, regrouped with my allies, and it seems that we have more pre- more issues that require a pressing response. Mm. I noticed a good number of them, and you brought me a prisoner who's going to be getting interrogated shortly. What else do you have to report? <coughs> Thorwatch to the north was ransacked by quillbores. Mm. Survivors may, be, may exist in their hive, but a blade master from the Burning Blade named Mancrick has likely gone after them. Ugh. Man, crick, you fool. <laughs> Everybody knows him. I'll hold out the, the battle axe to indicate like <laughs> This was left embedded in a quill board for a watch. Mm, that's his axe, all right. Put it back on the belt. <sighs> if Man Crick is going after the quill bores, you probably won't have to worry about them for much longer. Either that, or we won't have Man Crick for much longer. But... <laughs> One way or other. Only one of them is going to be leaving any of those environs. Should we not send a rider at the very least to ascertain what's going on? Far watch post is twenty hours ride on wolf on wolfback. And we were just under attack. I don't have the horses to spare right now. Where to ride? I will determine what our next destination is with my group, and if we are to ride back to Razor Hill to update them, then maybe we'll swing by and see. Be careful. Mancrick is dangerous on the warpath, but if you're dealing with a host of quillbores, I'd suspect not even he will take them all out. That is my fear. With the Alliance raiding as they are, we cannot afford to lose a Blade Master. Uh, wow, blade masters are becoming rarer and rarer every day. Loktar. Loktar Ogar. And I'll head back to the rest to sleep because I'm tired too. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Yeah, no. Something about raging and smashing around alliance soldiers. Alright. <laughs> all, all you get a long rest, you can refill your hit points and your mana points. Uh, I believe one of you is beyond fatigue into exhaustion, so your exhaustion just goes back to fatigue. Okay. And you're going to need another night's rest before that'll go away. Or a day's rest. Yeah. Uh, looking at the map, that they've done. How much of how much of the barons have they mapped so far? Uh, basically, just the path from 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 Razor Hill to Crossroads. Um, and then my addition adds how much of the barons? 
so you've gone from Duratar across the northern end of the Barrens down to Crossroads, and you have the end that goes toward Mulgore, the green area. So we've got most of the northern Barrens. Yeah, you got a good portion of the northern Barrens. And we know, we know, and uh, at least they know from we know from from collaboration with other groups that the that of the the line that cuts the barrens. Yeah, out. the uh, you did you did learn from the scouts from the scout at Groldon Farm that there is a massive rent in the earth that splits off the northern barrens from the southern barrens. So we've we've got most of the barrens mapped. Most of the northern barrens. Most of the northern the barrens, barrens mapped. We don't. We'd have to do we. From talking with the scouts, did we learn if we'd be even be able to cross that rent that that gash? I mean, I talked with the scouts and saw their maps and updated it through that. So would we? Uh, there is a way around it. It doesn't run the entire length, but basically, walking around it is going to be a um, an ordeal, basically, because it's either you go over it somehow with a bridge of some construction or something. Or you go around it, and around it um, basically requires you to go from where you're at towards the shoreline, and then back around underneath it. So, so we've got to go back. My suggestion yeah, would be anyway. My suggestion, or would be actually uh, towards Mulgore. the mount, towards the mountain line of Mulgore, yeah, to Mulgore to go around it. So, my suggestion would be. Return, head back towards Razor Hill, see if we can find an aid manuscript on the way. Report to Razor Hill, the Alliance activity in the area, as well as the updated map, and potentially take the coastline down around the gash in the gash in the barrens. It's also best to inform them sooner rather than later, what with moving forces and us being particularly fortunate in getting so much okay, area yeah. mapped out. For, time. for, yes. for your edification, first for the audience, <laughs> this line right here, this I giant don't know line, if they can see that. They can. This He's giant line right here is what they're talking about. And then for the rest of you... That see that burning red line in the middle of the barrens. Yep, it's currently marked on your So, so we've got everything basically from there. There are mapped currently. Did I see the gash as I was coming from Toronto? You weren't looking for it. I mean, would I have seen it? You would have seen. You would have seen upheaval in the earth, but unless you actually went close to it, you wouldn't have seen what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it goes all the way out to the water, so we'd have to yeah. we'd have to take the water around or take the Mulgore. Or go over it. I mean, a bridge or some sort. Yeah, or go bridge over it. Yeah. Or fly. If we get a Zeppelin or something, that'd be great. <laughs> a Zeppelin would be the ideal way to map the land. Well, until that hot air draft from the molten rock that is in the cavern hits oh, you. Yeah, but you, 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 you can get past that. With, a, with an expert pilot, when it's not that good. I'll try anything twice. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming you survived the first time. <laughs> so, does anyone have any other suggestions? Well, we were just sent out to map this stuff, right? Uh, and did they say how far west we were supposed to go, or just. Uh, they just wanted you to map everything you could. And report and basically report back, back when you feel when you feel you've done all you can at the moment. Oh, okay. So I feel like with how far we'd have to move out from this current area, 
we may as well report back what with back getting then. word from other scouts and your own uh, adventures we'd be wandering a far away to get more information than this and I would like Orgrimmar to know that the Alliance troops have attacked Crossroads at the very least and especially Razor Hill they should need defenses up if if the Alliance are here they've likely come by water which means Razor Hill is particularly vulnerable Hmm. well done those are true wolves to ride did the commander here say when he was going to uh, interrogate that one soldier if there's any information we can gain about troop movements then it's best that we have that and we report back as well if this is true we should go check in with with Thor also what with the banners they were flying that squadron seems lost at the very best or they may not be as I said the uh, the alliance forces that were led by the uh, the obsidian knight seemed to be, at least from the supposition of the human that rescued me, and did the torrent that I found also say something about them not being right? Or I don't remember what the torrent said. Uh, he said that they came and butchered. Just said that again, for sure. Um, they may not be true alliance forces. The ones that attacked us seemed to be, at least from what I saw. Though, with the Twilight Hammer operating in the area, there's not much that could be said to be true. It certainly makes sense that your Obsidian Knight would, at the very least, not be with them. If there's one thing that I know about the Alliance, it's that they always want to be heroes. And wearing full black armor with a flaming sword typically isn't the human way of being a hero. Also, no human I've ever met could lift a tauren with one hand. Precisely. This is an indicating brick. Quite a feat. It would take me two hands, at the very least. <laughs> So, let's go speak with Commander Thork. Alright, um, so yeah, you meet up, uh, you head into the, uh, the central, um, war tent, basically, of, of, uh, Crossroads, and you see... And also, curious, as we're moving around, like, what kind of damages happened with this... Uh, a number of the palisades have been knocked down. Um, you can see bullet holes occasionally uh, in different spots. Um, uh, the damage uh, is to the defenses is extensive. A number of the defenses are going to have to be rebuilt. To the people, um, there's a handful of dead, a handful of injured, but overall the attack was relatively soundly repelled, <laughs> which to your mind, speaks of poor planning because yeah. Crossroads is a stationary location that had, you know, its defenses already damaged by just the cataclysm, mm-hmm. and then this attack force came in and couldn't sack them. Yeah. And also, it's kind of interesting, and actually, like, as we're moving, I'll point out, but it's strange that they would attack head-on, considering in the wake of the cataclysm, there's not a whole lot of trade routes, and there's not much 
travel and everything that has been providing supplies has been rather poorly armed. It would be exceptionally easy to siege a city under these conditions, but they attacked head-on against walls that they had no chance of crossing. It's worrying. And so you enter, given the information that I've received previously, either they thought we were weaker, more off-footed than we were, which is a possibility. The racial underestimation that orcs tend to do of humans goes both ways. Or it was not meant to succeed, in which case, what was the objective? And so you all enter the enter the war tent, and you see um, Thork alongside that elderly orc woman, um, both having a conversation with each other. Um, the human that you have brought in uh, is um, unconscious in the on the far wall. Um, Tied up still. And you enter and you just catch the catch the tail end of and the attack itself was foolish at best. Why would they send these forces here? <clears throat> Commander Thork. Ah, our travelers from Razor Hill, he says, turning to face the group of you. We are intended to return and deliver our report to Razor Hill and theoretically further on to Orgrimmar. Is there anything you'd like to send with us? I say indicating the human. No, we didn't get too much out of him. <clears throat> Enough to learn that the land south of the rent well, that has popped up in the middle of the barrens have been hit just as hard. Conquest hold is facing constant siege and Valiant's Keep, the Alliance post, have been attempting to siege what land seize what lands they can. Did these forces come from the keep? Potentially. Well, it's too far away, isn't it? Is quite a distance, especially the rent in the land. Especially, I mean, they, or they, perhaps they, they were cut off by the rent. Desperation would explain their attack. Perhaps they were desperate for supplies and couldn't find any nearer areas. What with nearby towns succumbing to a rather poor fate, perhaps they attempted to. Well, what kind of things did they were recovered from the dead on the? I mean, what, what, did they have supplies, or were they really low on supplies? We didn't find much in the way of rations or living materials. Okay, so that could be... Sorry, Desolation Hold and Northwatch Hold. Correction on the names. Um, but still, their assault wasn't really... I mean, especially when they had firearms, they could have uh, done a lot more from a distance before they ran a tag. They would have run out of ammunition before they could make a very a very strong impact. We could huddle behind our walls until they run out of bullets. They would have had to have tried regardless. The fact that they didn't simply attempt to siege us out 
It means they would they they couldn't afford a siege. Either they, they couldn't afford a siege. They didn't have enough stuff. Or, as you said, if something else was driving them, perhaps they simply needed the defenses down. Trying to de- defeat the defenses, knowing that perhaps a secondary force would in, come later. In the second war, in the second war. A common tactic would be to send goblins with explosives into the walls, hoping to bring them down. The goblins were never expected to survive. Potentially, that was the objective with their dwarves. Bring down the walls. Rush against the walls long enough for their dwarves to bring them down so that they could get inside. After all, there there did seem to be quite the emphasis on sappers. Yes. Well, nonetheless, this attack cannot be left unanswered. Our forces will have to be rallied and we'll have to find out where they came from and put them down. We will inform Razor Hill and hopefully receive reinforcements for Crossroads. Well, Razor Hill must worry about its own, but if the war is being renewed, I suspect we'll have the eyes of the war chief here soon. If possible, I would require I would require a wolf to ride. My we'll allies brought their own. We'll supply you with one. Thank you. We will be, we will be on our way back to Razor Hill then. Very well. From car, we'll be guide you. You as well. <sighs> Turn the locker. <laughs> okay. Before we go, uh, weren't we supposed to give thanks to someone for the backup that, uh... We did that at, yet, um... Uh, did we already do that? That note we handed to... Where was that? Yeah, we already, we already did that. You were, told, you were told to tell Fork that Cranal Fitz uh, oh. thanks him for the reinforcements. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. That was it. I mean, we're still there. You can step yeah, back I in will. and go. <laughs> Uh, as we were leaving. Uh, Cranel Fisk? Right. Cranel Fisk. Cranel Fisk. Oh. Fisk. Yes. Like fist, but with a second S instead of a T. Also, Cranel Fisk thanks you for the reinforcements. <laughs> well, I couldn't exactly let our food supply run amok, but it's good to know that the old man is still standing. Thank you for the information. Best of luck. Yes. I know. If so, um, looking at the map, if we go by the uh, Cold War Warrens where Man Creek was heading, would we cut any amount of time off our travel? Uh, you'd be cutting through the barrens themselves as opposed to following the road, which might <clears throat> not having to travel north to the to the turning in the road to head east might cut a little bit of time off, but you'd be risking wild animals and any other threats that roam the barrens at the moment. We can handle wild animals. Yeah. It depends. I mean, he, level, he can handle wild we're animals. Three, depends yeah. on the animals. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're level three. Let's go face death. Level three. Level three. Um, yeah, that would, uh, uh, well. Um, we could try it. I will cast an augury and ask the spirits. What, facing animals or death wing? Whether or not it would be wise to, whether or not uh, coming across the barrens. 
to retrieve. Currently, the entire world seems kind of out to kill us, so I kind of don't want to risk randomly that running into like space yeah, crack or something. Space crack? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, before we tame one. before we head out, as, as we're sort of as we're sort of standing <laughs> as we're sort of standing by our mounts, um, I will sort of kneel down and. Uh, uh, Basically, sort of in the sand, in the dirt, uh, trace with, with a piece of bone. Trace. Um, Someone hand me a D100. Oh? Someone hand me a D100. 100? A 100. Oh, here. Here's 100. Yeah. <coughs> I'll trace some symbols um, in the thing, and basically, spirits of our ancestors guide our, guide our travels. Should we attempt to aid our brother Mancrick? He's not much of an artist, is he? And then I will just sort of reach He's out really and ask spirits. <laughs> I mean, you could do better one-handed. Uh, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> asking if, if 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 it would be a, if, if attempting to if attempting to retrieve Mancrick would be would be a good idea or a bad idea. She's gonna feed you to him. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the augury returns both weal and woe. So, potentially good or bad. Well, good results and potentially bad results as well. Yeah. It's a 50-50. The spirits have left the decision to us. Basically, it said, there will be good things, but there will also be bad things. <laughs> well, yeah, if we can get good things. I feel Mancrick would be a valuable asset in these trying times. I'm willing to try it. The rest of you? I so said we go for it. Sorry, what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's petting the dog. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're deciding if we want to go try to help Mancrick out on our way back to Razor And if we run into him. The objective being like, we can cut across the Barrens to potentially run into him or go up the road, which would mean we don't. I mean... They're probably either dead or he saved them. But we could check. But across the barren boots. Yay. Chart our course basically basically uh rather than right going up and over, we're just gonna like skirt the hills. Yeah. Go through the hills. Yep. Alright. <clears throat> A more direct course back to Razor Hill. Which also theoretically will get us there faster. If we don't run into anything, if we don't die, really if fun. we don't die, if we don't die, depending on how. I don't, think, I don't think we can get lost because we've got the mountains to guide us. Yeah, we won't get lost. It's just a matter of being delayed by battles and yeah, <laughs> miscellaneous other problems. Because as long as we keep the mountains on the right hand side, we're going sure. right. Direction. All right. Well then, we ride. Every time I say we ride, I have to do that. <laughs> I just imagine your dog, your wolf, doing that the entire way. That's <laughs> uh, it's the sound. It's the, in, in Warcraft Three. It's the sound the orc, the uh, or was it? Yeah, it was three. The the, the orc riders, the wolf riders. Um, whenever you whenever you would select them and give them a command, they would go, "We ride." There's <laughs> <laughs> a the, the lot of deeper noise in that because it was wolf noises, but. <laughs> Wolf noises and not slightly agitated puppy noises. 
think it wasn't that deep. It was relatively it was deep. The, 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 wolves, the wolves had a deep howl. I played that recently. Um, but yeah. Uh, so you get um, about eight hours in and the, the eight hours of riding uh, after making all your preparations and all your mounts getting ready. Um, and at that point, the, the sun is beginning to set. Um, you could, again, you can continue to press on beyond darkness, or you can try and find a place to camp for the evening, but the sun is beginning to set, and it's been about eight hours of ride. If we're already taking a riskier path, we shouldn't take more risks than needed. Try to find a a defensible position. Um, William, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So... We talked about this previously, but I've just received some new information. Um, Ancestral Healing Ward is a totem spell. Mm-hmm. And it says it works just as a Healing Ward does. Mm-hmm. Healing Ward does not have the totem tag on it. Ancestral Healing Ward specifically works on Blood King. Yeah. So, or things that you can mark as King. Yes, yes, yes. But other than that, it works the same as Healing Ward. But Healing Ward doesn't have a totem tag because totem tags didn't exist in the core rules. Yes, that's why there's a totem version of it. Yeah, I would I would say that the the healing ward <coughs> healing ward is healing ward is a is a totem spell. The ones that aren't are stasis trap and serpent ward because healing wards channel water spirits, whereas serpent wards are basically snake spirits that bite things. Okay. Um, and the stasis trap is a trap. It's a magical trap. Yeah, healing ward. Yeah, not healing. Healing ward is sort of okay. Stasis trap and serpent ward. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, healing ward's a level three spell. I can't cast it yet, but I I figured it it doesn't have the totem tag because it's in the core rules, which doesn't have totems. Yeah, Uh, I'm going to do some some hunting along the way to replenish food because survival. Food is good. I will also hunt for food and stuff. Okay. I have. I'm good at that. <laughs> I mean, except when I roll a two, which makes it a ten. <laughs> Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Um, I have a plus eight to survive for food. Oh, sorry. No, I have a plus ten. That's twelve. I have a plus ten to survive for food. Um, so you managed to find a couple of um, plain rabbits. So some some food. Um, Whereas uh, Jangatal, after a bit of searching, finds um, a uh, a roost of eagles and manages to take uh, the eagle and its mate that had been at the roost, and also the snake that had been trying to get into the roost and, <laughs> and, and, and the eggs and, the eggs. <laughs> and twenty six roaches. No witnesses. <laughs> take break. <laughs> Just, 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 just snap all their necks. Snapping a snake's neck is particularly impressive because they're all neck. No, you, 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 know, you, you grab the head and you, and you hold it real tight and you squeeze as you snap it like a whip. Just like a whip, yeah. yeah. Or you know, I, snap the, I snap the eagle's neck with the snake. <laughs> you use the snake to kill the I use the snake as a garage. 
I'm both of them at once. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, the troll returns to the camp dragging a nest <laughs> by a snake. <laughs> and, 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 and he's come picking back, his teeth with an eagle beak. <laughs> come back like with the, with the eagles tied up in the snake. Just like a handful of eggs in your other hand. Just take nest. I mean, that's kind of how I imagine Like you walk by, oh, hey, eagles. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what, you, that's what you were turning with. Sometimes you roll really well on your hunting. So yeah. <laughs> the troll, as usual, comes in carrying meat, but this time it's meat that you would actually consume. Yeah. I mean, there's the snake, but, you know. <laughs> snake tastes pretty good, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually it's not bad. Yeah. Actually, I'd rather eat a snake than an eagle, Yes. if we're going to be honest about it. Eh, not for least of which because I imagine the legality of eating certain species of eagles would be quite dubious. In so, America, yes. Here, yes. Yeah. But this is not America. Um, before we rest... <laughs> it wouldn't be as bad as crow, anyway, as far as the meat. Because because we've got time and it lasts for 24 hours, Uh-oh. Um, before we've got rest, I'm basically just going to cast Mark Kin on all of them. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you would be back with that? Um... You denote one ally as a kin as spirits of your ancestors to accept your ally as blood relative for the duration of the spell. You treat your ally as blood relative for spell effects. In addition, you and your new kin get a plus four blank, uh, attack bonus when flanking with each other instead of the normal plus two attack bonus for the duration of the spell. Duration 24 hours, target one ally at a time. All right. So, I say at a time or just one just ally? One ally. It just says target one ally. But it doesn't say it ends if you target another ally. So, like, I can take. I can take. Yeah. One step. I can take. One standard action and five <coughs> mana, and cast it on all of you. So and it, that that also is with each other. So we all get plus four flanking bonuses, with no matter who you're flanking with. Yeah, and okay. you all are affected by my ancestral healing ward, which I can cast uh, spontaneously. So for the next twenty four okay, so hours, the rotation for the next twenty four hours, we watch. all can take first watch. And then basically, and basically, you know, it's, it's I'll like take that. second watch. That's when I'm going to get attacked anyway. <laughs> in, the eyes of our, in the eyes of our ancestors, we are now all kid. Blood of my blood. Blah 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 blah. Anyways, <clears throat> I mean, I thought we were already aware, but <laughs> good for them to catch <laughs> Good for them to catch up. <laughs> I've lit a fire under a large rock, and I have I have scrambled eggs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so first watch, second watch. I'll take third watch. Okay, I'll take that way. You can cool. sleep and you get rid of that. Yeah, you need to get rid. Mm. You need a rest. <laughs> that. Yeah. So. Whatever. So Shiona sleeps. Yeah. Whatever. I'm fine. I'll take the morning. Yeah. All right. So uh, everyone who's taking a watch, uh, go ahead and roll me a spot check. <laughs> Well, here's hoping we go get ambushed on my watch. Twenty-one or my watch. Hang on, let me call you on your watch. I assume I've got last watch. Well, breakfast. A breakfast. Never mind then. I'm not watching. We only need four watches. Yeah, you're eating. I mean, you could join a watch. There's more more than one of you can be on a watch if you want. Yeah. Well, uh, I, the way I rolled indicates no, I did not take a watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
He was so going like, to watch, but yeah, you're going to be awake, awesome. but you're just not Even watching. Even if he was there, it wasn't taking watch. <laughs> I'm right. so glad I have a massive bonus to spot. Right. Oh. Ten? Ten? Healers Ooh. are good watchers, because we get massive bonuses. <laughs> and it's actually the... It's so far the only skill that I put more than one rank into. Because mm-hmm. I have too many class skills. <laughs> um, I haven't put a single rank into it. Hmm. I just have plus three bonus. Plus three bonus. Nice. So, oh yeah, and my wisdom went up this level, so. Yeah. Um, First one, wait, actually, never mind. Yeah. That means that it's a 11. <laughs> Yay! My wisdom went up this level, so all my skills go up. Yep. Uh, so. You spot. Nothing seems to approach the, the camp over the course of your rest. Leaf. But you see movement in the sky against the backdrop of stars. It's very easy to make out faint, almost serpentine shapes in the sky. Is it yes, specifically that... Deathwing shaped? <laughs> no, that's big. This okay. is just like like a like a snake just across the sky, just. Does this it, is this is a missile, not a. It's, a, <laughs> it's like the constellation Draco. Right. The goblins have declared war. Great. Um, <laughs> no, so is there any kind of creature that this would remind me of? I see me having a dragon. <laughs> Second, is there any kind of creature this would remind me of? Do you want all just you have? Religion, the religion, the planes, engineering, arcana, and local. Okay. Uh, you can roll me religion. Cool. Separated into three sections. Uh, 18. 18. Um, there is a type of animal that lives in typically like mountainous or forested areas, but also around the barrens because it has a little bit of mountain and some grassland. Um, but particularly around Mulgore and the Barrens, uh, there is a type of animal that exists that is um, often revered by various faiths as a spirit of the sky, um, or as a uh, or as a creature that is in tune with um, uh, the wind spirits, called a wind servant. Um, which is, from your understanding, is basically like a winged snake. It's a snake with wings. Um, hard to say uh, whether or not there's any true significance to them, but often the more animalistic uh, re- religions, um, like you've heard tell that Quilvor is worshipped at sky spirits. Uh, the, the, the trolls often associate them with one of the Loa of the sky. Um, the Tauren uh, see them as harbingers of the sky and the Earth Mother. They see them as spiritual, and the orcs often associate them with the spirit of air. Um, hard to say what their significance is individually, but that's what you know about them, and that's what that seemed to be, potentially. Can I feel any sort of presence of them? Because you said there's a lot of like spiritual or whatever sort of Yeah, a lot of people people place spiritual significance on them. Um, 
Uh, you can go ahead and roll me a spirit check. Eleven. Um, there is a sense of air around you. Um, like the well, good than not, better than not having air. <laughs> you're not underwater. As opposed to not having air around you, you're in the vacuum of space. You guys, there's suddenly a sense of water around you, and you realize that the tidal wave came back. Um, but the the you're only you're only recently able to make any contact with the spirits. Mm-hmm. It's something that you were not trained for. You're a priest. You channel the holy light, mm-hmm. but. You know, recently you've sort of been gaining a little bit of the understanding and the contact that your orcish heritage has with the spirits and the elements. I don't care. Um, and there's this faint sense, like the like the wind is whispering more than usual. That it is perhaps. More alive than most. It seems like it's paying attention to you. Hmm. As the watch goes on, I'm going to do the same thing I did earlier um, back at the end with just sort of you sort of channeling the Holy Light just through my various spells and just sort of, instead of really focusing on the effect of the spell itself, just kind of analyzing what it's doing, how it's acting on the world. So with both seeing how the Holy Light manifests through my own spells and casting, as well as possibly seeing if if or how the spirits react to that. How spirits respond to life. Um, it's as you channel the energy of the light. It's this warmth, this comforting sensation that sort of flows through you, and you feel its warmth suffuse you. And it's it's a com- it, it's it's a soothing voice in your mind that sort of eases pain and worry, and sort of instills this sensation of relaxation and as you keep your senses open to the spirits uh, you get this curiosity about it like this this sensation of experiencing something that is unique um, this you get the, the the sensation of something often witnessed from afar, but now is being held up before them, almost. And you sort of get this sensation, this understanding that most practitioners of the light are blind to the spirits. They can't see them, they can't sense them, and so to have someone who is aware of the spirits but also channels the light is sort of like, you know, you see... It's almost like seeing an animal through the bars at the zoo and then having one up in front of you. Hmm. No. And there's this sense of curiosity among the spirits of air that swirl around you. And as you open your eyes for a minute, you see 
that the wind is swirling around you, your hair is being blown by it as you're looking around and you look up and you see you stare face first into this large serpentine shape with a pair of wings just flapping lazily keeping it aloft as it looks you in the eye with its sort of solid yellow eye with a snake-like slit with the with a mantle of feathers across its head and its scales are pure white as it stares at you with sort of tints of blue on the edges of the wings and on the underbelly as it, it acquired as it looks you in the face for a second and just tilts its head hello <laughs> you say you say words to it and it just flaps its wings and then disappears and just bolts up into the sky faster than you can quite reckon it fascinating and a few minutes later it sort of disappears out of, the, out of the range of your campfire and then is disappeared into the night that's my mind element <laughs> So take a note of what it was, um, and just sort of continue. Continue sort of again, embracing, experimenting, and seeing the most of the spirit, most of the presence of the spirit left with him. I'm guessing um, some of it, although you get the sensation the spirits are all around, and so <laughs> they're still present, but. A lot of the attention of the spirits has been moved elsewhere, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to learn about the spirits, and if the spirits wants to want to learn about me, then hey, why not? Yep. So that your watch was most eventfully. Um, second watch. Yeah. Seven. Seven? It's real windy out tonight. Okay. He gets all that. And you get it's windy. <laughs> you said it, you're you're sitting around um, working on some of your um, some yeah, of your inventions. doing some in, yeah some preliminary work twisting twisting metal into various spring shapes yes um, working out the uh, the process you got like a pair of leather boots just kind of set aside yeah, yeah. that you're slowly like shaping up and measuring the metal at, metal attachments you had to put together on them. Yeah. Are you making spring boots? I'm making spring boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's mainly only to get my my speed up to so I can keep up with you guys. <laughs> but there are also spring boots, which are awesome. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'll, and also uh, I'm I'm going to have them so that if, if I if I take a fall, I it'll it'll cushion me a little bit. You're you're becoming Mario the Goblin. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can go ahead and roll me a tinkering check. Twist this spring. Tinkering, back this is uh, a. This isn't good for you. Craft. Go to Mars. 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 Which craft? Tech device? Yeah, craft it's tech device. Okay. Yeah. Or it'd be, it'd be your, um, your engineering, yeah, engineering, yeah, engineering skill. Engineering skill. Yeah. Okay. The skill that my next forsaken will have. Uh, 15. Technological things to plant on this board. Um, so yeah, uh, you managed to make um, you know, actually thank God. You're you're the primary craftsman of this group, so I'm actually yeah. gonna I'm gonna run down with you because I'm 
I've had a conversation with Jack about updating the crafting rules, so we're going to use oh, okay. um, the set of rules that we make a little bit more sense. Um, so, <clears throat> most uh, most craftsmen um, under the current under the rules that we're going to use uh, will. One second. Um, so the current the crafting rules that we're going to use um, will basically be for most people that want to make something, uh, they will divide the item's gold piece value by fifty and round up. Okay. And that is how many days it will take. They can basically put fifty gold a day into building something. Okay. But you, as a tinker. Uh, uh, because you have industrious haste, the yes. normally um, uh, you would be able to make a check. Let me make sure I have my my work here right. Uh, you basically you increase that speed by by a factor of seven. Um, so okay. every day that you are working on something, you can typically turn things out relatively fast. Uh, so for you, it's instead it's going to be uh, 350 gold worth of progress that you can make a day, um, and you can make. Oh, okay. Uh, and you can. Uh, you can you can make a check every five days, basically, of continuous building to make something. Um, okay. And to be your first day moving towards those spring shoes. So right. uh, you can put a number of gold pieces of materials that you set aside yeah. up to 350, which I don't think you have the full 350 available. No, not yet. I don't have about a tenth of that. <laughs> yeah. So how much, how much progress do you make? Um, so 15. Um, well, so what is the, um, if I use fifty, that essentially 50 gold worth of materials, or 35. <clears throat> so it's... How how does the roll enter into the? the, uh, the, the it, it's basically you is make it, you make one check every every five days, five and days. if you succeed, okay. you're making progress. For the, okay, for so the five succeeding days. is just a. Yeah. And if you right. if you succeed it by a significant amount, you can complete it faster. Right. But, okay. But okay, so that's just uh, so that's one day. But I have to have uh, enough materials to. Yeah, you have to have enough materials to make the right. progress, but you okay. make as much progress as you can. Okay. All right. Alright. Um, so you make about 50 gold progress. Yeah. Alright. And I'll, I will talk to you about the specifics yeah. of what the spring boots will do and what, right. they'll, what they'll cost yeah. after okay. the session. Alright. And 
so that's that's most of that's most okay. of your watches you're yeah. working on the boots. Okay. Third watch. Third watch. Twenty one. Twenty one. Also, while I'm on watch, I'm uh, I'm just I'm watching, and just like removing all the leather bits from like removing sort of separating out the pieces of the like three sets of plate armor that I have, mm-hmm. so I can when we get back to Razor Hill, I can more easily forge them. Okay. Um, go ahead and make me a blacksmithing roll. Yep. Nineteen on the die, which makes it twenty-six. Twenty-six. Mm-hmm. One second. So you manage. Uh, so from from all the material, including the damaged metal and the the leather, um, <laughs> you manage to salvage from these uh, three suits of armor, basically that you manage to gather um, about. Uh, we'll say because it was three suits that have been heavily damaged and they're the wrong size for you, but you can still salvage a lot of the metal. Not all of it, but a lot of it. You get about um, 300 gold worth of materials. Okay. And it's just materials. You can't spend it on things. Yeah. Um, I'm wanting to turn it into... Basically, once we get back to Razor Hill, I'm going to work on turning it into a suit of plate mill for me. Yeah, that's not enough for a full plate. It's not even enough for half plate, I don't think. What? 300? 300. Yeah, uh, half plate is 600. Half plate is 600. No, half plate is 750. Half plate is 600. I have it right here. Oh. Never mind then. What's the it's next lowest down for half plate? Banded mail is 250. How much is that? How much AC is that? Plus six. six. Plus six. So that's, that's twice what I have now, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you you will make only fifty gold progress every day that you make the check. Which, to be fair, will only take you five days. It only take you five days to make a suit of bandage. Sweet. But you will need blacksmithing materials with you. you, know, you I've got, you'll need, I've got a, you'll need access to the access to forge. forge. Yeah. yeah, for the five days that you're working. So that's I'm just I'm just basically prepping everything right now, sort of just idly communing with the spirits of earth and uh, earth and fires like. When we get back to Razor Hill, in a, in a war, <laughs> you can also make a breastplate if you want medium armor. How much does that give you? Plus five. It gives you plus five, so it's one less AC, but it's got two less armor class penalty, and you can still run in it. Also, it has a plus three maximum agility bonus as opposed to the plus one the Banded Mail has. I have plus zero agility. Yeah, that's not relevant. That's not relevant. It's not relevant to this board. <laughs> My agility is ten. Yeah, the breastplate has one less AC, but yeah, two less armor class penalty and doesn't reduce your speed any. Yeah, I'll probably make a breastplate. How much is the breastplate? Two hundred gold. Two hundred four days. Well, it still reduces speed, just not running speed. Because they both lower your speed to twenty instead of thirty, but. You can still run at full speed. Uh, heavy armor reduces your running to triple, not quadruple. It also like increased makes it harder to force march wearing it. I don't run a lot. <laughs> yeah. What we're saying is, I'm a slow guy. I'm a blade master that doesn't dodge. <laughs> I will have the dodge feet because I have to, but I will never dodge. Uh, you can't take the dodge speed if your if your dex is less than thirteen. Right. 
I'll need to get my decks up. <laughs> I mean, you'll get on your camera and always want to play with that one. Yeah, don't want it to be a 12, though. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Anyways, can I take it if my agility gets magically modified? No. Alright, so. You I thought you could do that, you just can't benefit from it after it's lowered again. No, that's vice versa. If you have a feat and your ability goes below the records of the feat, you can't use it again until you have the ability back up. And you probably rejigger one of your one of the points from your uh, abilities, from your starting abilities for that, because I know you wanted to have that working. So. I'll be able to. I mean, it'll take me an extra. You know, it would take me an extra level because I wouldn't be able to get it up until four, until eight. Yeah, and then you have to take a feat at nine. Yeah. You may want to do some rejuvering. Yeah, I'll just we'll figure that out in post. No, yeah. I'll figure that out later. Yeah. Uh, so that's 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 most of your watch. Yep. Um, fourth watch. Uh, Roll to thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, so with the with the sunrise, um, you also spot um, thirty-five kill <laughs> Thirty-five kill bars. Said no. I'll aim at you. Good. Uh, you, you could aim a quill bore. <laughs> Not you hard. Can. You like put it in a they cannon. Have, they have points. It's very easy to aim a quill bore. I'm thinking you put it in a cannon. Um, but uh, as, 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 yeah, as, you look, as you look to the east, over your head, something so with the with the rising sun, the the rise of the sun sort of uh, puts. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, shadow to a lot of the creatures that move with the sunrise. Um, and as it rises, you spot several of these shadow shapes in the sky, these serpentine, um, long serpent-like shapes with wingspans that appear in the sky and are moving west. Mm. Yes, nature, nature or just, you know, it would be nature or religion. I just I swap my stand my my call standard for my tenant. Anyway. Which is not what my hit points back to the roll. That's okay. I only got an eight. Got an eight. Uh, you know wind serpents. They're part of your culture. Um, you know that they're significant to the Tauran people. They're seen as sort of animals that are in tune with the spirit of air. Um, they're often seen as messengers of the air spirits. Um, but you don't know a lot about what they what they are on a physical level. Hmm. Okay. You know that they are moving. You see, you see a large number of them moving west towards you, towards us, because you're looking east, and they're all coming this way, basically. Okay. Did I see any of them on my watch? It was dark. <laughs> dark vision. I roll vision. Yeah. You're also looking down, ripping. It's leather and metal bits off. And we all get up. Yep. Everyone slowly comes to consciousness. Alright. As people wake up, they wake up to the smell of bird being cooked as eagles and snakes are being. <laughs> we also have rabbits. Better than eating alliance members. They stopped me from doing that. I don't actually don't have any people meet. Good. My harpy meat's probably all eaten by now. It's probably I've got a bunch of pork jerky. I'm probably how big are these eagles? Uh, like 
from like sitting on your arm to about that high. So about the size I'm of a thinking, turkey. If you think about eating a full turkey. Okay, so cooking one a lean turkey, but yeah. Yeah, it real skinny. <laughs> All right, so I'm probably cooking both the turkey, both of those for breakfast, and yeah. then smoking. Also, remember we've got two, we've got two orcs, a half orc, and a tarn. Uh, trolls also eat a lot. Also, yeah. So, so I yeah. mean, each one of us could eat a whole turkey. <laughs> no, you, 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 you say a half orc, but um, <laughs> the half orc probably eats the least out of all of you, aside from maybe the goblin. Aside from the goblin, goblin. aside from definitely the goblin. My... Double eagle being cooked, and then snake is being jerky. The question is, how well is the egg being cooked? Double eagle with a side of bread. <laughs> the Maybe. eagle is being cooked adequately. <laughs> adequately. It's cooked. It's cooked. It's not like Jungle bone dry. Chef. It won't kill you. <laughs> it's yeah, it's bland, but not, like, tough. And, like, a brace of conies, so a pair of rabbits, will feed one orc. <laughs> so, wait, uh, you, you've got a meal for yourself. Yeah, it's just wrong. <laughs> You mentioned the the air serpents. Do I see those as well? Yes. Do I see them now? Yes. Oh. Heading west. Wind serpents. Can I tell anything about their formation? Lunch. Uh, you can roll me nature. <laughs> you can roll me nature. Feathers. Uh, yeah, they taste like feathers. Um, that'll be twenty-two. Um. For one, that's a lot of them. Yeah. They're right. seeing something. Wind serpents are typically solitary creatures. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of them currently heading west, away from where you're going. The one that uh, I saw, did it go west? or did it... Yeah. It stared at you for a minute, bolted up into the sky, and continued to go Wind west. serpents do not typically congregate. They're solitary. Moving only as the... Whims of the spirits moving. That many moving in a singular direction means something very bad is the other end. Yeah, we're going that way. I saw one on my watch as well. Seemed to be heading in the same direction. Well, all the more reason to keep moving. After all, the last time there was a large flux of spiritual energy, and well, technically, there was a flux. Yes. And Garrick went swimming. <laughs> Less swimming, more drowning. Things happened. Trying to talk, you can talk. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking too. <laughs> Mumbling to myself. I'll jump out of our skin. You <laughs> can speak. So, mount up, right out. Also, as we ride out, I will, uh, and, and by tell the party, I mean probably the only one, possibly two people interested of the meeting that I had with the air serpent on my watch. Air spirits are flighty. You are blessed to have one come so close. You'll notice as speaking about it, the troll is intrigued hmm. and does listen. You think. Maybe. <laughs> at least he's looking at you and like not not like me. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully there's no meat on these bones anyway. That's it. More meat on you than on the human. He's looking at you and not in that sort of like you know how you can tell when a dog is like actually like when, when you tell a dog to sit and you've got a treat in your hand, the dog doesn't care that you exist. The dog's like, there's a treat in your hand. 
This is more of like a legitimately. This is more like a, I'm curious. What is happening? You don't speak, but you're very and very emotive in your body language. Yeah. It's not difficult so. to tell what I get a I massive bonus to sense motives against you, basically. <laughs> no, I get a massive penalty to bluff. <laughs> a far <scene. laughs> Same with thing. my six charisma right now. Cool. No, the elementals got the hitters. Yeah. I'm an elemental. You're the farseer. In the, at that point in the storyline, you are the farseer of the earth and ring. Yeah. Oh. So when, he tells, when he tells us about the, uh, the serpents, I remember the... Uh, on, I think it was the first night we were we were heading towards uh, towards the crossroads or yeah, crossroads. Yeah. The the night the night I took watch the, the shadowy figures moving towards that, and I let I let, I let him and everyone else. But, but I, I let everyone else know before that uh, that night after that morning. So right, and know that too. Hmm. Hopefully that that wasn't. Well, we'll find out what is causing the spirits to migrate soon enough. Right. Whether it is the cause of all the commotion in the world or simply a symptom of it. The cause would be the dragon. And hopefully not other things as well, we'll see. We continue on. Alright. So you uh continue traveling east for another eight hours. And there's the air gets very warm. Um, like it, it's it's a warm day in the Barrens. It's always a little bit warm, but it's there's a hot wind blowing towards you from the east, and it is particularly warm even for today. It's not the sun beating down on you. It's this wind is blowing very hot. Also, uh, I've completely forgotten what season it is in it again. Uh, it's like midsummer. Okay, so it's hot, 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 hot. Yeah, it's hot. I'm gonna commune with the spirits as we're riding and see if there's anything I should be warned about on the way. I don't know, spirit check. I don't know, like you know, hey spirits, what's up? It's your boy. That's a natural point. <laughs> Actually, it's your boy here. As he starts doing that, I just want to sort of. <clears throat> see if I can see any of the spirits' presence, like around him, or just what happens as he does that. Yeah, I pull off. The, I, I pulled. I pulled the. Um, I pulled my totem off my, off my forearm where it's where it's strapped, and just sort of hold it out in front of me with both hands, letting the letting the wolf guide itself for now because it doesn't need my guidance. Yeah, and so as. As uh, so, you're watching as Garrett clasps this totem in his hands, and you just faintly see this essence, this almost this wisp of energy that sort of swirls down from the clouds above and swirls around the totem in his hands, and then kind of suffuses the wood of the totem. And you see this faint glow in the center of the totem, the eyes of it, as it, uh, and then that that energy that diffuses the totem then swirls up the arms and into the lungs and the breath of Garrick. As Garrick, you feel the spirit of air fill your lungs and your mind with (laughs) knowledge, as is is the nature of air. It carries change and knowledge on the winds. Um, And you receive 
a warning. The spirit of fire is active and angry. There is danger to the east. It's cryptic. That's exactly where we're going there. Yep. You get the sensation that um, to the east lies flame. Do I get the sensation that maybe Mancrick lit the uh, Quobors on fire? It's hard to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just all of the Quobors. So is it like so. this, just, just fire, or is there a slight uh, smoky uh, barbecue smell? <laughs> do, we, do we get a barbecue? <laughs> is there a barbecue smell on the way? Smoke Quobor. So I just breathe out, letting it go. Yeah. And as, you, as, as he does, you, you see that, that same wind essence kind of leave him and then travel back out of the totem and into the air again. Strap the totem back to my forearm. Fire is enraged ahead. Apparently, some, apparently something is on fire. Mm. Always you promising. Should, you should probably put it out. Yeah. If it's... Or have a barbecue. Let us go commune with the fire and see what it burns. Heading in that direction. Sure. And uh, it's getting dark again by the time you by the time you hit another eight hours of travel. Um, and yeah, there's a there's an orange glow on the horizon even as the sun is setting in the opposite direction behind you. Um, and you can just. You've still got about four or five hours or a little less before you would hit where the, the mountains that you would estimate the Cobors to be at is. Um, but you can see just this orange light over the, over the crest of the mountains that you can only assume is a massive fire. That would be our fire. <clears throat> They're like ash or smoke or... Yeah, sort of drifting on the wind, there's just this faint trail of ash that comes with the that comes with the oncoming wind. I'm going to take okay, a so minute. It's not volcanic. I'm going to take much. a minute to re-up Mark Kinn on everybody. Well. Should we press on? We'll wait first. Uh, so wait, what was there? Uh, what would have been there according to the map? According to the map, would have been a quill board then. Well, like I said, Mancrick. <laughs> that was his name, Mancrick. Hmm. We should probably move ahead. It's probably been. I hit. would agree. I only wanted to stay away from that place because there were quill boards, and well, <laughs> flaming quill boards are. Uh, a little bit less of a threat. They're already partially dead, so... Unless they've become infused with the elemental flame. Uh, unless the silly dragon is over there. Elemental yeah. flame infusing quillbores would probably be worse than regular quillbores. It doesn't look like the fire currently on their den is uh, getting along with anything in its path. But we can't tell. But it would be good to find out. Yeah. It would be bad for this for such a flame to spread to what little wildlife there is left in the uh, We'll proceed onwards. Any of you who want to can roll me either survival or nature if they want to inspect any of this ash. Yeah. Yeah. I'll inspect this, this I have survival. Out of some ash. 22. 20. 22. 20. 14. Okay. <laughs> Didn't roll so uh, well. He's got good modifiers. 15, but 18. Yeah. Turns out. Um, wood plus also, 10. 
With a four. Would the spell sounding 15. give me anything? Like, normally it's used for, like, basically seeing, like, through natural terrain and stuff. That's for, like, sound, that's for, like, finding caves underneath you, though. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it would... Because it says it can find specific, like, veins of... Veins of, like, certain like, things. Like, yeah. Or, I think it's more for... Fire's not a vein. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if it gives any idea of possibly I mean, I, the composition of it, I don't know. I suppose if it's really hard, yeah, it's a cantrip, so sound, it probably sounding, doesn't go sounding, that far, sounding so. is more to like knock on the stone and then get a sense of where the reverberations go. Okay, yeah, um, figured. <laughs> ash in my hand. There's, there's, there's not, <laughs> there's not enough for the ash. Okay. Um, <laughs> Knock on the ash. Where does it go? In my lungs. <laughs> um, the those of you who made above an eight, who made eighteen or higher. Um, Shoot twenty. Um, this is wood ash, which is strange because there isn't that much wood in the barrens. Yeah, that is uh, the uh, the. Um, the thorns, the brambles of a crowbar den. Thorns. Yeah, they grow, they grow massive brambles. That would technically be wood, yes. This is the brambles of the crowbar den. Maybe. set the crowbar den on fire. We should go. <laughs> well, they would burn fairly well. <laughs> well, we can get more smoked stuff for the for the troll. Yeah, Actually, when they grow the brambles, would the brambles still be alive? Yeah, that's, they, yes, that's they're still living. Wood. That That'd be that, pretty that tricky burn to burn. Well. That shouldn't burn that well. Yeah, but this is going, up, gonna like, be this a going up like a fire. It's going to be like lava, magma. I know there's been a dragon around here somewhere. I mean, why else would those things be leaving? Yeah, let's go find out. I imagine scout it out and then run like a big dog. (laughs) That's what wolves are. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) That's the point. Like a big dog and a chicken with no feathers and a rhino. <laughs> if this was him, he's uh, certainly living oh, up that burning blade name. Eh. Whatever. Chickens and ostriches are surprisingly different. <laughs> we head on. Yep. So you continue on to the night? Yep. So you're, you're, you're going for another three or four hours before you start to crest the hill. And yeah. Um, when you get a better view at the areas where you where you knew the Quillboard Den to be, just these massive branches of brambles that would normally be curling around the faces of the hill and forming this sort of barrier around the Quillboard Den, the sort of covered in spikes, is all just ablaze. These flames burning high into the night. I would like to look around and see if there are flaming quillbores too. <laughs> or axes in quillbores. Or, or or any sign of yeah, burning blade. I, I, I get a sense the burning blade has come through <laughs> here. I just want to know if it's still here. We found the burn. Let's see if we can find it. I want to see how natural this fire is. Sure. Go ahead and roll survival. Um, I roll a natural 20 on my spot check. Yeah. See, what, see what's around. I did not roll as well. 16. But. 29. This fire is not natural. <laughs> like, when you say not natural, are we it's talking, like, green? Green flame? Oh. Why would it be making an orange glow, then? You don't... Th- this is this fire is not making an orange glow. No. This fire is making a green glow. So there's more fire on. There's more fire. 
further in. You can see you can see you can still see the orange glow further on. The green glow would have been a relevant thing to say earlier. I was waiting. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, if the orange fire is larger, you might not have seen because the green yes. fires. Have you ever seen like weird colors of fire? Yeah, they still produce normal firelight. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, you have to look at the base of it exactly. What because way, what as, as the fire gets away from the green, it turns back to normal colors. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the flames will be orange. Yeah. These these flames are green, and the green glow is is incredibly washed out by the orange glow behind it. Okay. So is it is it only burning things that are flammable, or is it literally just here, and things that are flammable are inside of it? Yeah. The uh, the green flame. Is just on these brambles and on this hillside. So I would like to re- I would like to rephrase my spot check. I'm not looking f- because it's green. I'm not looking for man crick. I'm looking for demons. <laughs> um, and uh, those of you who are looking around, um, <laughs> <the> activity. <laughs> The green flames are contained, like they're only burning these brambles that are here at what would be the front of this of this quillboard den. Is it being consumed, or has it just been burning for burning. a long time? It's just, it's just still burning. Like not- you suspect that the brambles beneath are almost completely ash, and they're still burning. Yeah, yeah. demonic fire. Yes, it's some kind <laughs> of. Is there any way? <laughs> is there any entrance to the den? Or is it like just completely covered? Yeah, the the front end where the where you would suspect the entrance to the den is excuse me, uh, is completely aflame. You would not be able to pass through into the den without going through the fire. Uh, yeah, I'm not done. Can we tell if there are any living creatures? That's what I'm hoping. Not to find. Lying, is there any squealing? Not, not lying around the outside. Okay. So, what have I seen with my natural twenty? Um. <laughs> There are drag marks on the outside of things being brought into the den. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no bodies. There are no bodies. There are no weapons. There's no armor. There's no equipment outside the den. Um, do from whatever knowledge I have, of the burning blade. Um, and of orcs in general. Do I have any idea of if uh, a member of the Burning Blade were to if they were to fall back into demonic influence, would they be able to produce that fell fire? No, Burning Blade are not warlocks. Okay. Some there there were there have in the past been warlocks working among the Burning Blade, but yeah. The warriors themselves are just are just savage warriors. They're not warlocks. Okay. So, unlikely for me to be the one who done this. Um, brick and leaf. Make me a spirit check. <clears throat> That's only a ten. That's only a four. <laughs> You've seen this tactic before. I've seen this tactic. Oh, no. The when the alliance needed to deal with stubborn holds, 
they would block off entrances and set a fire. The fire then spreads and the enemy has nowhere to run. And so they're cooked from the inside. Seems to make it much enough sense of a, of a tactic. But you notice this fell fire is not spreading. It is just on the entrance and it's continuing to burn, likely blocking off any cobors from escaping, and there seems to be a standard fire further inside. Hmm. So we're in the hills, right? I mean, just a bit uh, there's, there's it's kind of a hilly uh, yeah, terrain. Yeah, it's mountainous. <clears throat> Should we go up a little higher and see what we can see around the area? Just to see if there's any troops hanging around waiting for this to burn out or something. Potentially. Yeah, it seems like they. So if we go higher, we'll be in the heat draft of the fire. Well, just for to a little bit. Do anything. It seems like these particular areas of fell fire were set intentionally on entrances. It's a common enough siege tactic. Specifically, the Alliance has used it a lot, but... I am concerned with the fact that there are reports of Twilight's Hammer in the area, and now we have Bellfire on a, on a quillboard den. I'm just curious what, why they would need to do this. Pettiness? I mean, were they really worried about the Quillbores interfering? Were they trying to send a message? Those who consort with demons don't necessarily care about anything but what they've been told to do or what they find fun. Yes, but the ones that actually find any degree of success usually have some coincidental link to one of those two. To something productive. If I dismount and go toward the fire, how is it getting really hot really fast? Yeah, it, like this fire burns hot. So there's, there's probably hot I can't, burning at us right now. I cannot get uh, close enough to throw dirt on it to see if I can put parts of it out. I mean, you can. You need to make me a fortitude save or suffer start suffering heat exhaustion. Um, I probably can't put it out anyway. Does, does, does it look like? Does it look like it might spread further out? The fell fire? No. The fell fire is the fire behind it. The fire behind back. it? If it's, if it's that hot, I'm going to stay If back. it's a regular fire, it should burn out when all the brambles burn out. So it yes. doesn't seem like there's anything but else to spread. Yeah, no, this, these, are, these are rocking. Well, I'm not concerned with it spreading further out, and I'll shed a few tears for the quillboards within. Though, if our people were in there, I doubt we can save them. If they were in there even without the fire, there wouldn't have been much hope at saving them. Should we camp out for a day and see if anything happens? We need to get this information to Razor so Hill. Move on. Even more. We'll camp here. In the in the light of the fire. Yeah, um, we may want to pull back get away from there. Perhaps yeah, not one of bit. the reasons not like five feet from the fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean one of the reasons they may have done this is if the quill if the quillbores took something that they wanted they could have set this fire, destroyed the whole thing, and rummaged through the ashes for what they wanted. It's one of the reasons they could have set this so fire. So there could be a they could coming, be coming back. back. So we don't yes, want to be in the we want to be Not within eyesight. At least an hour's ride. <laughs> oh. Close enough that we can yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see, see from a distance if we can find a high point. Yeah. 
Well, actually, preferably not a high point because we can. Well, so we can look away, good but uh, away from something defendable too, yeah. in case they do see us. That's fair. Right. So find a place. We want to find a place nearby. Or, yeah, the, can, on the back side of a hill. Maybe a so, back side of a hill, so we can. Yeah, yeah, back side of a hill. Yeah. 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 So uh, the watch can. Go ahead. Anyone who wants, anyone who wants to look for a decent spot, go ahead and roll survival. Survival. Uh, yeah. Uh, Seventeen. Don't rely on me, folks. Twenty-seven. <laughs> okay. Twelve. That's almost as high as I can roll. <clears throat> uh, twenty-nine. That's higher. There you go. Find a Yeah. So all of you manage to look around and find a spot that is hidden, roughly between, kind of nestled between several different hills that sort of crest together into forming almost this most of a bowl, kind of naturally, and it gives you just enough of an outcropping to still see the, the den and the flames, but you are relatively hidden from the rest of the environment. And it would probably make an ideal spot to camp for the evening. I'm gonna, um... Manfred's axe is a double Yeah. I'm going to, uh, plant it in the hill, so that for easy access, if it's needed, mm-hmm. by anybody, really. Um, Except me. Right next to where the watch, like where we'd be watching from. Mm-hmm. And I'll take first watch. Alright. What's our watch order? I'll take second. <laughs> I'll take third. I'll take fourth. Actually, don't you have a lousy spot check? Yes, I do. So you want me to sit, uh, sit this one out? <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> Maybe I should uh, work on, on, on my, my projects. I don't think it is. Okay. So first, second, third, fourth. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Okay. I rolled a twenty. Right. I'm keeping an I'm keeping an eye out both for anybody, any activity around the fire, and also if the fire. Was oh no, out. Rudy! <laughs> it's not. It's not the worst. Okay. <laughs> also, for if the fire wants to have a chat with the shaman, it's like, hey, fire, how you doing? I mean, a two is a boy. Worse. <laughs> So I, I, I don't know how much your uh, what you're saying fills me with hope. <laughs> um, Two is not the worst. So what is the worst? first watch? Um, as you sit and watch the flames, it's not even the second worst. You just get wordless rage echoing from within as the flames burn out against anything that is in their path. They're not here to talk. They're not yeah. here to converse. They're just here to burn. Yep. Um, and your watch passes mostly uneventfully aside. Do I hear anything from the Bellfire? No, it does not have a spirit. Right. It just exists to consume. Um, that would have been concerning if I had, so. Uh, your watch, other than that passes mostly uneventfully. Second watch. I got a 16. 16. You, by now, the the regular flames are starting to burn out. And so the orange glow is slowly subsiding, being replaced more and more by the green glow of the fell fire that is still burning strong. Um, and... The as the night stretches on, <clears throat> there have not been any screams 
any noises from the inside that have reached the outside, whether it's the roar of the flames or the fact that they're all already dead. You have not heard any sound other than the sound of the flames. I'm also going to be doing sort of the same thing that I did last watch as well, just sort of seeing what kind of attention oh, from the you're spirits gonna, you're gonna I draw. Fire. That's going to be fun. And also potentially if, <laughs> seeing if I can, you know, seeing what sort of spirits are around here as well. Mm-hmm. And sort of seeing what sort of attention I would draw from them. Fire is aggressive and it's loud and it's angry. Go ahead and only a spirit check. Ooh, that's a 19. 19. Um, multi-class priest, tinker, shaman. Priest, tinker, human, shaman. The, uh, the spirit of flame... You have you don't have the bond that a shaman does with with the spirits. You don't bargain with them. You just barely are able to hear them. But yeah, and most of this is just also again sort of embracing the holy light and seeing what sort of attention from the spirits that draws. Yeah, and fire is not paying you any mind. It is angry. It is raging. It is consuming everything that is in its path, and then it will leave. It is. Fire is on a warpath, if anything, if nothing else. Basically, it is. It has been called, and it will consume. And anything in its way is more fuel for the fire. That was literally a metaphor. And you don't. It's almost quiet compared to last night. Hmm. In the in in terms of spiritual activity, there is nothing paying attention to you here. And even the even the comfort of the light is shuddering in comparison to the ferocity of the flames. Does it seem like that would have to do with the fell fire? More than likely, yes. What's Like just sort of analyzing, sort of from a holy light perspective, I guess, sort of consulting that as far as with the foul fire and just the, de- the demonic energies of it. Is that sort of, I guess, both what's causing the spirits to move away and. You can only surmise that the presence of this fell energy is causing the spirits to retreat from it. And hmm. the. The spirits, the elemental spirits especially, are keenly aware of the world around them, and fell energy, as far as you have understood it, is uncreation, essentially. It is raw destruction and entropy and chaos. It exists to unmake things, and the spirits want nothing to do with it. And your watch goes relatively uneventfully other than that, and you return to sleep. Next watch. Nine. Nine. Even the fell fire is slowly starting to burn down now. And other than that, everything goes relatively quiet. Fourth watch. 25, and that was a natural 20. Okay. 
as the embers of the fell fire slowly start to burn down, there's just a blackened scar where this quillboard den used to be. The ground itself had been scorched by this fell fire, and the flames have marked the cliffside. Even the regular flames have left their mark on this environment. Uh, Leaf, as you dream, you have a strange dream, but one that's been recurring every so often recently. You see a man, a human, in alliance colors, wearing the armor of a footman, sword and shield gleaming in the sunlight. As he stands on a grassy hill of green, you recognize this landscape. This is from the Eastern Kingdoms, somewhere around the Kingdom of Lordaeron, he would say, uh, which is you know as long as they're lost and the forsaken. Um, but you, as you watch this footman uh, clash his sword upon his shield, you see across from him stands an orc uh, decked in the reds and steel colors of the horde. Um, and wordlessly they shout and they run at each other and they clash. Axe and shield and sword and and armor meet and part and meet and part in this deadly dance as these two warriors put everything they have into ending each other. Congratulations, your dream is the Warcraft 3 intro cinematic. And (laughs) as, as they duel as this fight continues the ground around them slowly ignites the spark from the clash of their axe and sword catches the grass and the flames begin to burn and still they fight the the combat goes unabated as the flame burns around them until they're hemmed in by a ring of fire and still they fight and as the flames catch on to them and they begin to burn, they continue. They fight. Clash after clash as the flames consume them. They continue to swing axe and sword at each other. And as the flames burn them down and there are only bones left, you wake up. Hence the morning. I guess she's also doing the watch. I guess she's still doing the watch. And this is around the time that your watch is ending. And aside from that blackened scar, nothing eventful seemed to happen. Okay. We all wake up. <coughs> so there's no all of you awake in the morning. Yeah. Hope so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no troop movements or anything else. Not that you've seen. <coughs> you want to go inside and see if anything attacks us? Uh, seeing this is gone, I'm actually yes. just going to go ahead and walk inside. Yeah, like hopefully they follow. Heading over, I, yeah. Like, yeah, no. I would, I would, yeah. I would have paused for a moment just to sort of look at the burnt out area and then start walking. I was, look, I was looking more around everything else first. Yeah, yeah is there anything, <laughs> anything new? Basically, now that there's no fires or anything more we can surmise about this area. Um, 
as you as you get closer and the fire isn't pushing you back, you see there are drag marks everywhere of things being that were brought into the den before the fire was set. <laughs> Almost like whoever set this fire wanted to make sure that everything burned. Yeah, that sounds just about consistent with the motives of the people who would use fell fire. <laughs> I doubt they're going to return. If well, they were dragging if they were dragging the bodies of the dead or the bodies of the living in here to set them on fire, they've already retrieved whatever they want from this den. Hmm. If they wanted anything in the first place. Well, should we go in and see if there's anything else in the ash? Like, yes. Let's see if there's anything at all that survives. It's like any kind of metals or anything that might have survived. Or, or people. Yeah, well, or perhaps right. any evidence of our uh, <coughs> blade master friend. Yes. I take the lead going in. Huh? As is my uh, being the party tank. Right behind him. As you walk through... There is bleached bone and bits of burnt out metal, heavily scarred, mostly soft or unusable at this point, just by the mixture of bone and flesh that has been scorched to it. Um, yeah, we filtered out. Uh, <laughs> Get that bone out of there. Scraps of. Ash. Well, the carbon's been burnt into the metal. It's it's going to be too. I mean, it would take a process to, to separate <coughs> it out, but you can yeah, still it, it would have to be. You have to completely remelt melt the metal. It would yeah. essentially just be mining it back from ore again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine. Which isn't again, it's still valuable, but not worth our time. <laughs> not worth not worth the weight. <laughs> yeah, not worth the weight specifically. There's only yeah. so much stuff we can carry. Yeah. Um, and the the bodies that you find are mostly quill bore, but not entirely. You find a small handful of orcs, one tauren, two trolls, uh, unrecognizable in their state, but just by the what little remains of flesh and bone. By the skeletal structure. Yeah. Torrent tend to be pretty identifiable. Yeah. And trolls still have the jet the massive tusks. And, and orcs are distinct for, and, and orcs are also distinct from quill boars. They yeah. have some jaw. <laughs> yeah. And they're big. So so lots of ash and it smells bad. Lots oh, yeah. of ash and bone. Any, it's, not, it's like a charnel house in here. Any yeah. sort of uh, any indication of like another weapon that might have the burning blade mark on it that would survive fire or anything? Not any particular groupings? Like are all of the the horde races like in what might have been a pen or they're sort of piled around each other like they might have been in one area and maybe huddled together against the flames but they like there are piles of quill bore bodies like stacked on top of each other in some locations and then scattered throughout so it's likely that the piles were dead before the piles were dead before the fire be. started yeah, yeah they could have also just been you know crowd mentality just been 
crushed to death by the crowds trying to get out. The fact that the the fact that there are dead members of the horde here means that whoever did this was likely working with I mean, the Hellfire also proved it, but this is further proof that likely we're dealing with Wellington. We need to get back to Razor Hill. How close is this to Razor Hill? Uh, you are probably... Is the other side of the dead was already next to Razor Hill? No. No, it's not dead? You're about 16 hours, maybe. We need to get back to Razor Hill. Two days Two ride. Days. <coughs> yeah. Is there <laughs> in the Twilight Town or about? You still have to cross the South Ferry River. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, if we go. F- but we're farther south than we were before, right? Yeah. So. Uh, it's, been, it's been about five or six days since yeah. we left Graldom. Who yeah. knows? They, if, they've, if they've had a chance, they might have got construction underway on a bridge. Mm hmm. Let's continue on. Okay. So, heading up till we hit the river. It doesn't take you long to hit the river. Yeah. You're gonna get you heading north from there, or you're gonna try and cross right where you're at. Does it seem like there's a way to cross here? Uh, not here, but you're it's you're you're several hours uh, south of what would have been Far Watch. So we're at the footholds of the uh, mountain range. Is there no like no land bridges or anything over here? No. Well, they were talking about doing something with a bridge type thing. So, if we go north and see if they have something, yes, instead of yeah, well, any crocs. Now you can definitely see there are crocolis in the river. Yeah, I yeah. want nothing to do with those. Let's things. keep going. Go north. Nothing at all. Let's go north and see about the bridge. Nope. <coughs> north to the bridge. Because there was mention of that happening. So, you know, you, you travel north for another three hours, maybe. Um, maybe even a week. No, it's only about two hours, actually. Um, but you eventually, yeah, you come across what appears to be um, a work crew that is currently in the process of um, building, rebuilding the bridge across the South Fury River. Um, they've set up, like, guidelines across both ends of the river, and they've uh, got supports that are starting to put together on both sides and starting to build the basic foundation of a bridge. Like they've got like a like a workers' bridge over us. Yeah, they have a guide rope yep. um, with like a slat bridge that is supported. It's by no means enough to like carry large shipments, but it could get you guys across. Mm. So as we approach, even the uh, tall beast, maybe. <laughs> uh, and you look up. Uh, and one of the one of the orcs who's working on this bridge looks up. Kronka, <clears throat> travelers, we look. We need to get across with speed. Well, until the bridge is complete, you'll be. You'll have to use the. You'll have to use the access bridge for our workers. Just careful with the beast. It should support them, but one at a time. Mm. Yep. Uh, Brick, if you'll go first with your kodo. Yeah. Of course. And so and Brick leads your kodo across, and it the bridge creaks a bit, <laughs> but it supports. That way, if it breaks, they can fix it before we take the other end. We'll <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it creaks, but it supports. It holds your way. I mean, hey, I could fix that. <laughs> yeah. I can, no. I, I can. 
I could help a little bit. Um, I could help faster. <laughs> One at a time, you yeah. slowly lead your animals across the across the river. It takes, you know, moving slowly, it takes about five, ten minutes, but you get all of them across. Um, and then you are back on the South Fury watershed. Continue on. There is still no, there's still no road left, but <laughs> yeah, you know where you're going as directly as possible. Mm -hmm. So you travel east for another six hours before it starts to get dark again. And rest. And I'll also mark on the map that the bridge is under construction. So yeah. we up mark Kenlon, everybody. I'm basically going to do that every night when we when we stop to rest. And I'll continue with the same thing on my watch. <laughs> so. Unless we ambush in the middle of the night before you get your mana back. I mean, and then I've only lost five mana points, though. Yeah, that's the first one. That's fun, yeah. And then, so you all, your rest and, and your watches. A, a plus three with flanking. Your, your rest and your watches go uneventfully. Uh, although, again, you're playing with that same dream again. Um, and you all. Get your full night's rest in. Uh, you're no longer uh, exhausted at all. Okay. You would, you would, that would have sure. solved the second night that you took a rest. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no longer exhausted. And you all get up and begin to make your way uh, back to Razor Hill. Uh, it's another eight hours of travel, and you do manage to make it to. By the time the sun is setting, you've made it to the outskirts of Razor Hill. Um, you can see the watchtower has been reconstructed. It's standing again. Um, there are guard posts. There are patrols moving. Uh, a little bit more presence uh, now that everyone seems to have been able to um, regather themselves and ready again. And there's a watch, you know, actually posted, which was not viable for the first couple of nights. But you make your way back into Razor Hill. Yeah. It's dark though. Heading to Commander Garthok. Yep. Yep. I'll go there first. So you head you head into the into the main hall of Razor Hill and once again Garthok is It looks like he's finishing up his work for the day and he's about to be heading to sleep. And you see he's kind of like brushed his long hair just kind of back kind of tugs on his vest a bit loosening it up a bit kind of feeling the, the, the strain of the day and as he's about to leave he spots the group of you Ugh, I see my scouting party has returned and with our missing member well the girl thought we'd bring dire news I I'd hoped that would not be what you would tell me on your return, but I have suspected as much. And I will detail all the information that we have learned over the past several days and weeks. Yeah, I'll go ahead and lay out the map and go over the geographical changes. You'll probably go over more of the... And, and also sort of, like, indicate indicate the various attack locations and everything. Like, this is where, they, this is where uh, I suspect Twilight Hammer troops disguised as Alliance troops attacked Camp Tarajo. 
This is where uh, Alliance troops attacked. Alliance troops in a desperate attempt to do something. We're not sure what. Attacked Crossroads. This is where we found indications of fell fire and dead members of the board at a billboard den. Likely also Twilight's Hammer. Also men crooks axe. Yeah, see if he recognizes that. I mean, we should explain to him that we have an axe belonging to a burning blade member of Mancrick who's currently missing. Mm-hmm. Well, a missing member of the burning blade is an interesting bit of trouble, but everything else that you brought me is even perhaps even more grim. I don't know what our enemies have planned for us. I can't... I can't figure out their movements. Why burn a quillboard end to the ground? They seem beneath the eyes of someone like the Alliance or like the Twilight's Hammer. We're also unsure as to the, as to the reason behind the attack on Crossroads. Unless it was desperate attempt at survival, there were no there were no rations found amongst the dead. All this violence. It. I hate to say it, but it's violence for violence's sake. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason or advantage for it. I also detailed the uh, the uh, the the Ebony Knight that I saw in Cantoraho. This black armored man. If anyone knows anything about this, it would be him. But from the sounds of it, no one's seen him more than you, basically. Don't survived. There is a human, a warlock, out near Camp Tarajo who is hunting the Twilight's Hammer. Spit on the ground. We may know more, but that is a distance away. Uh, well, this is certainly a conundrum you've given me. Unfortunately, there's not much that I can do. I am commander of Razor Hill and not much else. I am to oversee the protection of this city. I don't have the forces to send into the barrenness. Though it is certainly important to realize for the sake of our own forces just how close a threat like the Twilight's Hammer may be. If they're burning quillboard dens for no reason other than pleasure, there is another nearby. Also, for us to continue on our scouting of the lands, we will need either ships or zeppelins. The cleft, and indicating the map, the cleft in the barrens is deep and require passage around it. There's going... I don't think we'll be able to scout much further than we don't have access to those kind of provisions. 
Is this information something we should continue on northward to Orgrimmar? Yes. Sarfang will know what to do. This is a bit beyond my depth. And in the morning after rest, we will continue on to Orgrimmar. Yes, this is likely best. Huh. And that is what we shall do. This information is urgent. I'll send you with... I'll send you with a wyvern wing. Very well. In the meantime, I will go speak with the shamans. They should know that Fell is around. Good. Take any preparations and provisions that you need to prepare for the next few days. I suspect you'll be getting busier from now on out. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually make two stops. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go talk to the chums mm-hmm. um, and let them know. <clears throat> hey, so uh, these things have been happening. Yeah, get this back back again. Twilight Hammer for your friend. Um, you all you all head out of the, the Great Hall, uh, yeah. heading in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Shiona, you're the last one heading out of the of the building, mm-hmm. um, and something catches your attention, and you hang back as the rest of your group head out in different directions, all heading out to their next objective, and you look over your shoulder, and you see an orc with his arms crossed, leaning against the wall of the Great Hall, wearing black leather, his purple beard kind of trimmed short, looking at looking you square in the eye, and you recognize him as the individual that called you out in the crowd one day, mm-hmm. looking at you. Yes? You head over to him? Yeah, yeah she does. <clears throat> I see your back. I see your back. Well, I have a busy job, but I heard the news about what's been going on, and uh, I may have something that needs your skills. All right. What is it? You're going to ignore tomorrow, tomorrow, right? Yes. Let's just say that um, our war chief is... uh, well-intentioned and all, and uh, I'm sure he wants to resolve all this conflict with the Alliance, and he wants to crush them all and, you know, claim the world for the Horde, but uh, he's going to do any of that. We're going to need to solve a problem that we got inside. I need you to take this, he says, and he hands you a small black leather bag. Inside is a signal. I need you to take it to let me think who you might need to speak to. It's not gonna be anyone above board. You're gonna need to go you're gonna need to go to the Cleft of Shadows. And Yeah, 
So you're going to need to go to the Collector Shadows and you're going to talk to Gordul. How do you spell that? G-O-R-D-U-L. Okay. He, uh, he used to be the one of the higher-ups of the old Shattered Hand clan. So you'll be able to make him out by the fact he's only got one hand. His other hand is a blade. <laughs> a knife, specifically. Um, That's cool. And uh, talk to him and give him that. And he'll tell you who needs to die. There's We've had words of spies and insurgents in Orgrimmar, and this needs to be dealt with quietly without raising too much of a fuss. Okay. Because if word gets out that we've got spies in Orgrimmar, there's going to be a panic. I understand. All right. Do the Horde proud. He turns and disappears. You head on your way. You're heading to the shamans. Anyone else doing anything? I know this isn't what I know. He's got like that character has actual like. So I'm. I've done a lot of investigating of the terrain around here. It's but it's been a week. Kind of. I'm going to kind of do a reassessment and see if things have returned to a semblance of normal. Uh, it's less that it's returned to normal and more that it has a new normal. Um, but things have settled down. Yeah, to things, a, things have kind of calmed a little bit. Things are a little more standard now. Okay. Um, in that case, I'm also going to... So I've heard tale of, of this winged snake thing, mm-hmm. which intrigues me, because I've never seen one of those before. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would imagine not, right? No, probably not. You understood what they were saying? I understand speech. He just can't, he, he can't speak it. Or I don't care to. It's kind of irrelevant which one it is. Um, he certainly can't write. I certainly can't write. No, the big thing with me, though, is I understand nouns. I understand when he says, Sir, there's a snake, and it has wings on it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to sort of... Because he said that there, it, it met with him in the sort of terrain, so I'm going to... Guess I go. I guess go snake hunting. Not like in a. Not like in a. I'm gonna go kill some snakes, but I'm just gonna go like stalk some snakes and see what's up with them. Trying to find some winged serpents. Sort of. Well, I'm like, did snakes suddenly grow wings? The rest of the world's changing. Why not? No. Yeah. You find you find some snakes. There are perfectly normal snakes around. So it's definitely not just all the snakes have suddenly grown wings. Okay. Well, I need, I need I need to get clarity here. Yeah, <clears throat> you you definitely found you definitely find snakes that are normal snakes. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not doing anything useful for the afternoon. That's basically what I'm, I'm I'm like all right trying to figure out this whole snake with wings thing. <clears throat> all right. Uh, anyone else? Um, 
You're headed for shamans. Yeah, I'm headed for shamans. And then also after that, I'm headed to blacksmith. Okay. See if I can't trade either trade this material for a for a breastplate or yeah, have them make one for me. Yeah, I'm going to find a way to trade uh, a shield and a heavy mace and a long sword for some materials for my for my boots. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, you like half gold one. damage or uh, I mean half gold. Uh, you said a value. shield, a heavy mace, and a long sword. Yeah. Uh, what kind of shield? Uh, I don't know. It was just it was with it was a footman shield. So. It was a footman shield. Oh, yeah. so. so heavy steel shield. Heavy. <clears throat> Long sword. Uh, you'll get uh, about five gold for the long sword. Uh, mace, light mace. You'll get. It's a heavy mace. A heavy mace. Yeah. Uh, That's only a couple gold difference. Yeah, uh, you'll get, uh, actually it's more than twice the price, uh, you'll get about four gold for the heavy mace. Okay. And the shield will get you, heavy steel, will get you ten gold. Okay. All right. I need a shield. Oh, well. So since you have the, what, the masterwork, uh, well, I mean, the tools, tools, yeah, tools shield, the masterwork tools. Because what kind of tools were they specifically? Tinker tools. Oh, just tinker tools. Yeah. Would, would those have, like, sets of lenses in them? Probably. Probably. Uh, Are you going to try to refract the holy light? <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way, it sounds silly, but I mean, you know? I'm kind of experimenting with how stuff reacts with the world. the holy so. lightsaber! <clears throat> I mean, if well, I can I build, like, a some... holy lightsaber of healing, I totally will. I could try and... Actually, remind me to do that at level 10, or something like that. <laughs> when you oh, become right, a tinker... When I get more level levels in tinker, remind me to do that. Holy lightsaber. There is, holy yeah, lightsaber. there is something. Yeah. I, I, I'm I mean, I, I could make lenses. I mean, I could, we could grind out some lenses or something if we can find enough uh, crystal or, Not meant, or like, something. I don't know. What do you want I, to do? I just, I, I just want to see if I can borrow some of them, just for a little bit. I mean, if there's... There's probably some, like, magnifying glasses and, like, yeah. other refracting lenses, probably. Yeah. Okay. Just some of the stuff that you're not using. Sure. Is he going to try to burn yeah. that hill down with holy light? <laughs> <laughs> Except it would be healing, so it would be like like welding. It's not the light that kills them, <laughs> it's the heat generated, though. <laughs> but I'm curious, like, manifesting the whole, just physically through that, I mean, can it be magnified? Actually, that's basically going to describe that's what I'm going to be spending a fair bit of my time with this, is like, playing experimenting with, how, with how these spells manifest into the world. In other words, I'm doing experimentation that you would expect from someone who is a priest of the Holy Light about to try to take levels and tinker. Yeah. Experimenting with that sort of thing. While also in the background, you know, seeing as well how the spirits interact with the world as well. Because, again, less familiar territory to me. Yeah, but also potentially useful. So, Britt, you got anything? 
Um, probably just resupply and uh, stuff to ready my rooms. Mm. That's about it. And right. resupplying on food also sounds like a good plan for yes. everybody. So we <laughs> all want to get some days of rations. Restocking rations. I have eighteen copper. Okay. Uh, the, the, the talk of the shamans is just it doesn't need to go through. We don't need to go through it. It's just literally just saying, "Hey, there are twilight hammers. In the, there's twilight hammers uh, in the area." Spirits are, you know, they're they're messing with the spirits by yeah. Something fell fire. You, you like warn them. Um, uh, you guys can get trail rations, by the way, at five silver a day. Sweet. And uh, can I trade the <laughs> plate mail, the plate, the material that I have for a breastplate, basically? Uh, yeah, I'll take they'll take all that material for a breastplate. Yeah, yeah that's that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Which means that my AC is now sixteen. Alright, what's going to talk to them? What's the AC penalty on the breastplate? Armor class penalty is four. Talk with them, do a bit more research with the shamans about, like, more about the air circuits. What? As well. Um, What you get is basically that wind serpents are (laughs) animals that are naturally in, in tune with the spirits of air. They're not themselves air spirits at least as far as most shamans consider them but they're conduits of elemental air basically a lot of them there's a number of them that are just animals that the air spirits are particularly good at channeling through but there are a number of them that are actually like sentient magical creatures there's a wide variety of different kinds of wind of wind serpents um and some of them do are sentient creatures that have some magical ability. Many of them can channel air spirits to breed lightning or various other forms of light elemental magic. Um, And they are... if If any creature can be said to be naturally attuned to elemental spirits, they are naturally attuned to the spirit of air. Mm-hmm. I keep putting my backwards. And so, if there's anything else, you all get a nice rest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Re up Markin. And you all wake up in the morning. We get to wide, wide, we, wide. We get to ride wyverns back to Orgrimmar. Wide, wide. Say that five times fast. We get to ride wyverns. <laughs> ride, 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 ride. We have a new theater exercise. I'm <laughs> taking the I'm taking the wyverns to Orgrimmar. 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 Okay. It works. It stands. All right, so we're taking the water to Orgrimmar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we now? Oh, but no. where are we taking them? We're taking the water to Orgrimmar. <laughs> and so Sharp Mane is there again, and uh, he guides you again on riding these wyverns, and you all make it, uh, again, just an eight-hour flight as opposed to two days' ride. Um, you make it back to, to Orgrimmar. Um Overlord yeah, you all you all land back on that massive plateau above uh, 
above Orgrimmar proper uh, with the Windrider Master, and you're led over to the elevators upon request. Um, we'll get that walking conversation of where's the where's Overlord Sawfang? We need to speak with him. We have news. You'll probably find him right outside of Gromash Hold. Thank you, brother. You head down the elevator on into the valley of the valley of strength and over to the hold. Make your way to Gromash Hold and there again you, you do spot the massive imposing arc that uh, the the ceremonial armor of Warlord Sarfang makes as it kind of arches above his head. Um, and you see him sort of standing outside of outside of uh, Gromash Hold sort of barking orders to peons uh, and and grunts sort of keeping order regimented around this area of the city as you approach. Overlord Sarfang. Uh, he turns and faces up. <clears throat> I recognize you a lot. You're our messenger party from Razor Hill. We have additional news. Scouting, but we've uh, we've we've been scouting out the barons in, in the wake of the recent desolation brought upon by tidal wave and dragon both. And we have learned that there are there are new threats in our lands. The Twilight's Hammer are active in some areas posing as Alliance soldiers. In addition, Alliance soldiers have attacked crossroads. Camp Taraho near Mulgore has been destroyed, as well as several air, as well as a a uh, quillboard den near Razor Hill has been lit aflame by the Twilight's Hammer. Fell fire was present. Hold on to the rest of that story. Follow me. This needs to go to the highest. Well, it's time for an audience with the war chief. Oh, goody. Put your war faces on, everyone. Leaf stand behind us. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I have no clue what's going on. (laughs) And so... Uh, you all enter the main body of Gromash of Gromash Hold, and uh, you hear the sounds of conversation being had in the main room as an older orc's voice seems to be uh, issuing a report. Um, and the Alliance forces in the Eastern Kingdoms are being steadily pushed back by the Banshee Queen's Forsaken. We are receiving constant updates on the war front in that regard. And Sarfang's voice kind of breaks up into the room. War Chief, I have a report. We have scouts come in from Razor Hill who have seen the state of the Barons and have a report to deliver. The room goes quiet for a minute, and as you enter behind Sarfang, you see sitting on the throne of Gromash Hold, you see this massive wooden throne that stands probably seven or eight feet high and four or five, maybe six or seven wide, uh, with sort of the, the banner of the Horde on the, back, on the back of the seat draping down. 
sort of white fur coating the seat and sitting across uh, a massive demon skull hung by iron chains rests on top of the throne. Uh, these massive fanged maw with a pair of giant protruding tusks that seem to have been severed off near the end um, that rest above this massive throne uh, that has sort of like wooden bone structure uh, curving around it like supports. And sitting on this throne is one of the largest orcs you've ever seen. Uh, Brown of skin, uh, implying the heritage of the orcs that were never touched by fell energy, as opposed to the green skin of most orcs. Uh, His face is... uh, his His head is bald. There is no hair. But his jaw is tattooed completely black. Uh, it is uh, completely pitch black across the entire length of his lower jaw. And there's a series of swirling black tattoos across his chest that extend out across his left arm. Uh, he wears heavy metal boots with sort of dark brown leggings and a massive uh, iron belt with chains that sort of loop around to presumably hold his weapons whenever he doesn't need them. And these massive red iron and and uh, steel colored gauntlets that just rest on the back of his hands as he grips both sides of this throne, and on these large red iron pauldrons are what looks to be the remains of that demon's tusks that have been wrapped around the shoulder and extend out behind him, and then a giant beast skull on the left shoulder. And this orc, this imposing figure, stares at the group of you with these eyes that are simultaneously piercing and burning as he looks across the group of you with this barely sustained constant simmer of anger that you suspect is just directionless and aimed at anything that is in his sight. He also has all of his size and height sliders to the right. (laughs) He's bigger than you are. I know. And his sliders go further. You can't can't help but quake just the faintest bit in his presence. As he he sits and looks across all of you, not even dating to stand yet. Speak. The eyes of Hellscream are upon you. That's how I straighten up, because I served under... Um, Warlord Garrosh. Uh... We have seen the breadth of the barons from the, from the border of Mulgore to Crossroads and back to Razor Hill. We have reported... I am losing my words. Me, the player. <laughs> we have reported the Twilight's Hammer posing as Alliance troops led by a black-armored human with the strength to lift a taran single-handed. That group wiped out Camp Tarajo. Alliance troops, likely separated from their from their forces, attacked attacked Crossroads a few nights ago, in an attempt to we're not quite certain what, but they threw themselves at the at the walls with kegs of powder and aban- and reckless abandon. And then also a quillboard den near Razor Hill was lit aflame 
the quill boar and orc prisoners nearby, orc prisoners that had been taken by them, trapped within by fell fire while the while the while the briars burn. This is all we have to report. Hmm. The war kindles anew in the barrens, and our enemies are at each other's throat, and in their clash they threaten the people of the Horde. I will not let this stand. Only one nation has the right to rule this continent. I've let the elves linger too long, and now the rest of the Alliance would come to take our lands. I thank you for this report, soldiers of the Horde. Now, we send the armies of the Horde to scour the Alliance from our lands. With this knowledge, I thank you. I have an assignment for you. When you've taken a day to rest here and prepare to move out, you've proven yourselves to be adept scouts, according to my reports. I've heard word from Razor Hill. I've heard word from Sarfang on your previous assignment. I need... I need eyes on the southern barons, and I need eyes where the Horde does not yet have lines of communication rebuilt. I will need you to journey to Stone Talon Peaks eventually, but for now, you will be going to the southern barons and meeting the commander of Desolation Hold. He has not lived up to my expectations, so you will be relieving him of command and placing in his place the commander I will send with you in the morning. You will follow that commander's words to the letter until he dismisses you to travel to Stone Talon. Loktar, Ogar, Lok the eyes of Hellscream are on you always. Dismissed. Salute. Yeah. <laughs> Turn and walk out. <laughs> Very dignified in our walk. <laughs> I'm not dignified at all. <laughs> Just until we get out of sight. <laughs> and then we can start screwing around again. Leaf does not look happy in the slightest. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Look outside. Twilight's hammer is the threat that we go to fight the Alliance. Yes. <clears throat> what else would you he's, expect? Uh, he's, uh, he's got a one-track mind. <clears throat> uh, we'll do as we are ordered. Maybe that uh, demon skull above him is controlling him. Demons, that demon skull belongs to the demon Manoroth. They, yeah. 
picked Lord and tainted our people with this, I say, indicating my skin color. His father, Grom, killed it. Sacrificing his own life and freeing our people from demonic taint. I imagine it's there in honor of his memory. Well then, I guess we all have the day here in Orgrimmar before we need to leave. Does anyone have anything they need to do? I have a few things I need to do. Would you like assistance or accompaniment? No. Very well. I'll go see Samara. Alright. At the very least, I say indicating the, the battle axe. And we'll see what we'll do with the Manicrick's axe. <clears throat> I'm going to sort of explore around with the <clears throat> sort of refining my sense and idea of the spirits <clears throat> more so. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Uh, anyone else have anything? <clears throat> moving around. Oh, no. <laughs> There's not a lot of wilds around here, right? No, this is a city. Um, is there anything that I could try to scavenge to make my shield a bigger, better shield? I mean, I'm assuming it's made of wood as it is. Yeah. Um, pull off some black iron from the wall. Like, not exactly that necessarily, but like, there's not a lot of wood in the barrens. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of finding something that someone won't miss around here. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there are, you know, next time, buildings that are being rebuilt. Next time we kill a foot, then we'll, we'll, sit, we'll keep a shield for you. Uh, go ahead and roll me a search check. See if you can find something that is appropriately not being used by someone. Not <laughs> <laughs> a natural one, Austin. A one and a half. That's a negative one. <laughs> uh, you almost find a giant piece of wood, and then someone else picks it up and goes to put it on a building, and that's about it. <laughs> it's, 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 that, it's that sort of Pixar shot of like you turn and you see it, and you go. Huh! And it's like sort of like rack focus back to the board, right? As someone picks it up, puts it on the wall, and nails it there. So what you're saying is, I do that lost feral troll and this and civilization bit. Yeah. <laughs> what is even going on here? Okay. That that seems appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any of the three of you? Well, you already know what told me what you're doing. You know, I, um, I got to find more provisions and more uh, more materials and stuff. Is there a way I can get a... Uh, there are goblins here now. You can basically trade gold for scrap if you need it. Yeah. So before we separate, Josh, uh, you wanted this barrel, right? Yes, I'm with that barrel. Do you want me yeah. to carry it for you or will you um, be using it? Well... Uh, I'm going to be needing it for... for oh, yeah, you've had that barrel of gunpowder. Yeah, we've got a whole, whole belt, <laughs> barrel of gunpowder. Um, I mean, that's worth quite a bit, but I can't, build, I can't afford to sell it. You I need, need it. Some I need sort of catapulting device well, I, I, to attach to the back of brick. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just like, so brick's walking artillery now? 
No, I need it for my flintlock eventually. When I start using my flintlock, I mean, I need some of that for that, but I also need some of that for um, making explosives, grenades, and things. I mean, and you could probably things. sell the barrel for quite a bit. I know I could. I mean, yeah. Enough to buy see, yeah, but see, if I, if I, I can only sell it for about half price or less. I mean, it looks like I'm going to I mean, depending on, on how well you are. Depending on how well you are. Uh, yeah, but then your lender's buying it. But then i got to buy, buy it back, essentially. Because yeah. he's I, going to use that gunpowder. Because I need, I need gunpowder. I need yeah, gunpowder. Yeah. It's better to hang on to it as long well, as yeah, I can you get probably, it. You can probably at least siphon it out into smaller barrels. So you can <clears> well, I could put it in, yeah, I could put it in horns and stuff. Rather than having to carrying it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a 15-pound that's a tank. It's a 15-pound. Well, I've got rid of all my, my excess junk now, pretty much, except for the thing I'm working on. Which, grand Which total is. with the keg itself, is 20 pounds total. 15 pounds of gunpowder, 5 pounds of keg. I mean, your carrying yeah. capacity is abnormally large. Yeah, so, yeah 15, you are a pack rat. 150, 100, yeah, I can, I, can, I can carry that. Yeah. Just set I the just... barrel on top of the goblin and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing it like a hat. <laughs> it's my patented gunpowder hat. It's just a barrel on your head. Gunpowder hat! <laughs> oh no, more goblins with exploding hats. Yes, exploding hats. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hang on to it. Uh, <laughs> Nothing like the bolting clan for explosions. <laughs> or that one hat. <laughs> Uh, you just you just you just stick a you stick a, like a siphon in it and like a little thing. So like if you ever need to refill your gun, you just go. Choo. It's like one of those uh, like. Well, can I find a place to get a like a like the, the, day or something? Half some, some of the straws. Get some more. Yeah. Instead of a straw, you drink out of it. Just for the for the forming Okay. This time engineering is more exciting. Uh, unless I roll like that. Well, 14. Shoot. Uh, you make about um, 20 gold. Okay. Over the, course of the, over the course of the day, just kind of fixing various seeds that, that needed, especially because we're in heightened alert state right now. Okay. And I'm going to cash out most of that into materials. And you're all, you're all, you all have various tasks that you're going to get to. Uh, Shiana. Yes. You make your way to the Cleft of Shadows, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you make your way uh, out into the drag and then down into the area beneath the main plateau that, that the Windrider Master is on uh, and down into the purple-lit darkness that lies beneath the main body of Orgamar. And once down there, you see this sort of sort of sub-bazaar beneath Orgrimmar where all of these individuals in various robes and dark leathers are performing tasks and practicing and doing what needs to be done um, over the course of the evening. You look around for the person who's fighting? Yeah. Go uh, ahead and roll me a spot one, check. One hand. Or door. The other hand is a blade. Twelve. All right. So, uh, as you look around, uh, you s- you're looking around and not seeing the person you're looking for until you just kind of 
hear a voice over your shoulder. You seem lost. She turns around. You see a an orc dressed in black leathers. Um, uh, an orc dressed in, dressed in black leathers with a, a black and red hood pulled over his face and a black mask covering up to his nose. Uh, his uh, his left hand is uh, completely gone at the wrist, and in its place is a small like punch dagger on a bowl uh, on it where his fist should be, and his right hand is just kind of at his side, like behind his back. And Austin sweeps behind the curtain for some reason. That's not Austin. He's not sweeping. Oh wait, yes it is. It is Austin. Um, sorry. Gordul. Who's asking? I... Sorry, I'm trying to remember the guy that just sent me. Was it Mork? Um, Caplack? Caplack, yeah. Okay. I was sent from Lizard Hill by Mork Caplack. By Caplack, his name Caplack. I'm sorry. I need to reorganize the way I write things down. <laughs> and what does the spy master of Razor Hill have for me? She holds up the black bag. He extends his one good hand. Hands it to him. Holds to one arm, he will walk into a bar. Slices the top with his with his blade fist. It opens up, unfolds, and you see um, this like small um, black icon that uh, is denoted um, with a crown uh, split down the middle with a dagger uh, put through it that sort of is bleeding. And he... All right. Time to get to work, then. He puts it in his back pocket. Well... I guess it's time to let you know, then, that, uh... We've got about six people that we need to kill. And that's where we're going to end for the evening. Oh, great. Say goodbye, buddy! Farewell! Bye, buddy! Goodbye!